All right, peace and love, peace and love, family. It's your brother Garfi. We live on Facebook, we live on YouTube, and we're gonna play this video a little bit. Brother Dan Barber um, as Sonetta can attest, there have been a few folks putting up some interesting videos about me on 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 uh YouTube. And that's it, that's fine. That's fine. There's there's nothing wrong with pushing back or or challenging um information or of that sort at all. But I will say to you that I believe that historically, due to our, uh, the, the way that the transatlantic slave trade has affected us, oh, our people have had trouble acknowledging their Africanness. I'm not saying necessarily that that is what Dr. Ali Muhammad is doing, but I will say that um, what he's saying plays into that very dangerous narrative. And as someone who was a scholar, someone whose um, intellectual abilities I respect, I, I want to challenge him on that and caution him on it, because as we begin to describe ourselves as something other than African, what we are doing in some ways, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is that we are falling back into some of the same traps that we were in before we began to call ourselves African and be recognized as Africans. Let's be very clear that our enslavers chose to call us anything but African. Negroes, niggers, anything but um, but African. And one of the reasons why they did that is because it is easier to dehumanize a people if they are not connected to a history, if they're not connected to a culture, if they're not connected to a people, if they're not connected to anything. So that disconnecting us from our history, disconnecting us from our names, disconnecting us from our languages, trying to disconnect us from our culture was a very intentional act. And so uh, as we have been pushing back and pushing back continually, family, trying to de describe ourselves in a way that, that rehumanizes us, we have finally gotten from Negro to, to, um, to African. Pro American to um, Now, I'm going to say to you that generally I don't usually consider myself an African American, although I was born in Brooklyn. Um, um, I, I don't, I don't have a, I, I don't take issue with being called African American. But when I describe myself, I usually consider myself an African in America. Um, and so it is very important to me that we begin once more to connect ourselves with the landmass. Um, and so that that is important to me. I think that we have got where our people who we are. I think if you look at the ancient history of uh, of African people, I truly believe that there was a period in time when our ancient African ancestors realized that this glorious period where Africans were at the forefront of human history was coming to an end. Particularly for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to go into great extent here. Look at what those great rulers that we call the Nubian kings of ancient Kemet did in the 25th dynasty. They started to push back against other peoples who were beginning to um, become more powerful and contest the powers of African peoples. And when they realized that they could no longer keep the jewel of African civilization, Kemet, they began to take texts that were written, ancient texts that were written in papyrus and write them in stone so they could last forever. They began taking images of themselves 
and systematically, for example, dismantling statues and burying them in deep holes. I think they understood that they were caretakers of a very ancient history and that they would, if they were no longer as powerful as they had been, I'm talking about the African in general, that they would no longer be able to do that. So they started hiding things. And I believe they were hiding things for you, family, because they knew there would be a time that we would return to maturity and go seeking our name. It's almost like what parents do for children when um, they first set out on their own. You're, you might remember, I know my mother used to write my name in everything. My lunchbox had my name. My underwear had my name. My jacket had my name. My sneakers had my name. Because she said, you're a child and you may not truly understand or always recognize how important you are. These things that are yours will be lost. That is what our ancient African ancestors began to do. But when you mature, you no longer need someone to write your name for you. You go seeking your name. You go seeking your history. You go seeking your culture. And I believe, family, that that is the period that we're in. We're at a point where we're beginning to reconnect ourselves in some meaningful ways to the continent of our origin. And that is powerful. So these movements that are saying, well, we're not African, concern me, particularly because they are usually done without any connection to any primary, secondary, or tertiary evidence. I hope that Dr. Ali Muhammad will provide some of that tonight. But I've watched, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say how many videos I've watched from folks in the Aboriginal community and conversations I've had with folks who are in the Aboriginal community. And I've realized that, particularly as a historian family, as a trained historian, I realized that many of them, and this is not a disrespectful comment, this is a, a comment of concern for people in my community. Many of the people in that community don't have a fundamental grasp on history. And so they make claims that are untethered from any articulation of history whatsoever. All you need to do is pull one thread and the entire cloth uh, tears itself in asunder. And so that is where we're at. That is why Jabari will continue to push against people who do that. And you know, family, that for a long time, I'm saying, well, you know, my, my grandmother had straight hair and a straight nose because she was Indian. People would say that continually. And now that we've gotten into the realm of DNA studies, we are now able to articulate that most of what we were seeing is actually a, rel a remnant of a painful period. The enslavers' access, sexual access, rape of our women. You got two minutes, brother Jabari. You got two minutes. Go ahead, we see are not Aboriginal. Those traits are actually things that we see that come from us from the European. And so I know that's painful and we like to describe it as something else, but I'm gonna show you some information tonight from people who are experts in DNA that will show you that that is where it comes from and describe the importance of understanding that. Finally, as, as I close, I wanna say that I don't think that uh, Dr. Muhammad has a clear understanding on the history of Africana studies. As some of you know that I am a graduate of Cornell University. Cornell University established the first Africana studies center in the country. So I am really ensconced in the Africana studies movement. I'm aware of its major figures. Its major figure is my prime mentor, Dr. James Turner.
So I'm going to show some information on that today. And I hope that um, Dr. Ali Mohammed simply recognizes that perhaps he was unfamiliar with the field when he made the comments that he did. So that that's what I, I'd like to do. Um, and I hope that Dr. Muhammad will respond to these comments. Uh, I, I truly believe that he is a person that has intellectual rigor. So I think that as we have this dialogue, perhaps there'll be some things that we can come to agreement on this evening. Thank you. All right, all right. Thank you, my brother Jabari. Um, before we bring on Dr. Ali Muhammad family, let's give these brothers a thumbs up. They are here with you on a Friday night. They could have been doing something else, but they chose to come out here and give y'all this love, this information. This hey, first of all, man, I want I want to say to the audience, please. It's not about if 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 Ali Muhammad is a, is this or that. Let's deal with the information. If his information is pseudo, let's listen to it. I'm I'm gonna play it fairly so y'all could hear what Ali Muhammad has to say, and do we research and we check it out. That's all we gonna do. Whatever he's doing behind the scenes, I don't know nothing about it. I don't know about his Aboriginal Republic of North America. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know if it's a sham. I don't know nothing about it. All right. So let's just listen to the information and draw our own judgment. All right. Because there's some real pseudo crazy stuff he said. And my problem is if Jabari is pseudo, I'm going to tell y'all Jabari pseudo. I have no problem saying Jabari's information is misinformation in public. And if I disagree with Jabari, I'll go to him. I'll text him or whatever. I have nothing to disagree with him right now. So I can't say nothing. But if he says something live on the ear right now and I disagree with him, y'all going to hear it. I expect the same from you brothers who love and respect Ali Muhammad. I expect the same for those who love and respect Dan Calloway. The same way I critique them, I could critique myself, I could, could um, critique Ankh, the Amara squad, Masi Warrior clan, whoever else. Nobody is, is, is above um what do you call it criticism nobody's above it so when we in the audience talking we got to be very careful we're picking one brother against another brother is that's not the plan that's not for me to why i put the verses it's information versus information who more who is more superior and who got it right because there's a lot of things that was said this night that was extremely pseudo anybody wants a link Hit me up at daggersquad1 at gmail.com and I'll send you the link. You could come in the chat or you could call in at 1-800-518-2817. I'm not playing no games today because people are crazy. They are sick. And I'm going to show and prove today, whoever is watching, that this Aboriginal movement, there are some people who are legitimate. But I'm going to break it down why majority of them don't know what the hell they are talking about all right i see a lot of videos with my name in it i don't care i don't take that stuff personally never come on all right all right family all right here we go this consciousness i noticed that shirt my brother dr ali got on he wore that today baby he wore that today feathers, uh -huh. up, feathers up getting it in and um let's get these thumbs up and these likes up family. without any further ado dr ali muhammad the time is 9.32. You got 10 minutes, brother. Go ahead, brother. Peace, family. Um, most of the audience is pretty familiar with me for being on Sonetta. If you're not familiar with me, um, you know that um, 
I operate within a jurisdiction called the Aboriginal Republic of North America. And uh, my primary uh, orientation into uh, black consciousness or... By the way, does anyone in the audience a member of the Aboriginal Republic of North America? Because I really need to start doing some investigation on that organization. I've heard a lot of rumors. I've heard a lot of nonsense. So I want to know if there's anybody who is a member, hit me up in my inbox or hit me up um, when I give out the number or hit me up on YouTube or whatever. Let me know. All right, go ahead, family. Some, some form of consciousness oh, yeah. the nation of Islam um, under the leadership of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad yeah, yeah, yeah. and various ministers, uh, Minister Farrakhan, Mr. Silas Muhammad, uh, and all of the brothers who, who represent the origin of that particular movement. Uh, my conceptual framework for aboriginality comes from the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the first question of what we were asked in our uh, rites of passage is who is the original man? And the answer that we were given is the original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, and God of the universe. That was the conceptual framework to give us a, a concept of, of, uh, of who we are in our identity at its most, uh, at its, in its purest form, all right? And when we say original man or original woman, we're talking about uh, the the... And we'll use this term because we have to be careful with these terms and how they, what they mean. But we're talking about the original human of this planet Earth. And we're saying from that paradigm that we, the people who you're looking at now, me, Saneta, Jabari, other people who are labeled as African-American, some people who are labeled as African uh, on, on the continent. We're saying that we are the original people. We are the first humans. We have been here on this planet longer than anybody or any other other. Uh, biodiverse forms of humans. And we're also saying that the, the institutions that, I'll just use the term Eurasians, the institutions that the Eurasians have set up uh, in Africa, in America, have been constructed to intentionally deceive us about our, uh, our history. So I'm gonna do one thing now, I wanna show a picture, all right? And, and this, this, this picture is going to be something that we can use to show how flawed we are. Jabari just said something about phenotypes. I guess, you know, some of these people who are Indians are showing phenotypes. I don't represent those people. I'm not an Indian, all right? I'm not a person who is uh, attempting to say that uh, our, our, our people have no uh, genetic connection to the peoples that we are talking about on the people of, on the continent of Africa. I'm not saying that. I'm not that classification of people. What I am saying is when we start talking about phenotypes and what people look like and showing things and then saying that there has been an insurgence of European uh, genetics that have given rise to a phenotype, this is a Fulani woman. The Fulani, uh, uh, if you want to call it ethnic group, is the largest ethnic group in Africa and it covers from West Africa all the way to East Africa. If you look at her features, which you'll find throughout different Fulani groups, especially in, in the region of Senegal and other places, you'll see a, a certain type of nose, a certain type of lips. And so what, what some people automatically do is infer that someone who has this phenotype must be uh, an admixture. And what we don't understand is that according to geneticists, especially in West Africa, the Fulani have the least amount of admixture but they have what we call hawk-like features. 
But these features can change. You can go to Uganda and the, in Uganda, the features are a little bit different than what we experienced in West Africa amongst the Fulani. And so what I'm saying is when we, when we start making statements and start having these particular types of concepts, some of them are outdated. If we show some, some pictures from the 1800s of, 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 of someone and we're saying that they are Native American and they might have features, some people might say, well, those aren't African features. What is an African feature? What is what are these things that we're saying? So let me backtrack a little bit so I can stay on point and, and, and get to what I want to talk about today. First of all, I want to talk about when we say Aboriginal people, we are talking about the people who are the top bonds of any particular space on this earth. When I say autochthons, I'm talking about the first people in that particular area. And of course, if we're going to look back in time, we have a lot of different ways to try to figure that out. And those people established cultures and left records, they left epigraphy, they left monuments. And so an anthropologist's job is to go into these particular cultures, go into Cholula, go into the Great Pyramid, go into these areas. Who are these people? Often, um, we'll, when we start talking about uh, localizing who we are, some, you know, we mentioned Nubia just now. How many people here can actually genetically trace themselves to, to groups of people in Nubia, in East Africa? We can honor another indigenous and aboriginal civilization that's on a really big continent. But when we say that's our people, what do we actually mean? Like, we are way far away from Nubia, right? We have a way different current relative culture. We have some, some indigenous themes that are very similar across, across large borders. But when we say our people, what are we saying? How is a people formed? Uh, 30,000 years ago, was there a wall-off? Of course not. But now, within the last few thousand years, or, or in the context of a few thousand years, we have a people who are called wall-off. How do we change over time? What are the things that are absolute about culture? And what are the things that are relative? I think that the Pan-African paradigm in its origin and synthesis was plagued with some very viral type of of, of educational pins. And those educational pins have survived to this day. And that the culture that we are being brought is becoming more and more pseudo and superficial. It does not solve our problems. It does not address our issues that we have. It's, it's, it's often moving more towards a feel good religion for people who can celebrate something because they have been made to feel like over generations after slavery that they were nothing. And so this feel good energy where we grab arms and none of our ancestors are from actually from Egypt. If you want to deal with the actual uh, genetic studies on where the origins in their nomenclature of genetics, where we generally come from, ancient Egypt is not mentioned. There's no mention of, 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 of Northeast Africa and the origins of African-Americans. That is an adoption of a culture of a people who have the same color skin complexion, who had a very powerful classical civilization. And so when we start dealing with who we are as a people, our people today have developed their own culture here in America. All right. And I would propose that the most powerful culture that has ever been presented to us as a people in our relative circumstance 
to adopt even fastest of it, even if you weren't a part of the organization, was the first man to call us aboriginals. And that was the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And so in his, in his ideology, in his model, he saw a global network of original people who were connected scientifically, biochemistry, and based on biochemistry. He also saw that we had lost a lot of knowledge that we had in later uh, or earlier epics of time. And that with the onset of these other uh, mutants, that's all we can call them, Eurasians, that the invasions and the other things broke us. Kemet was put in a suitcase by Greco-Romans, all right? West Africa was put in a suitcase by the French, the, the, the Portuguese, the British. So it was something that we need to study in cultures. We don't just adopt old cultures because we had them. If they had facets of them that were not able to survive the colonization, this is something that we need to study so that we can make and adopt the changes that are necessary and so that it, it is uh, successful. And so when I come to Aboriginal culture, I'm, I'm going to talk about a lot of what was here in America that that is ignored. What became popular to us is what uh, the people wanted to become popular to us. Dr. Ali, you got, you got another minute, my brother. Go ahead. Absolutely. And so when I look at uh, what they're calling Indian culture, and we start rolling it back in time, and we look at the genetics, we look at the epigraphy, we look at the so-called Mayans, we look at the so-called Omec, we look at the Southeastern tribes in the United States of America, we look at the Gullah Geechee, we look at the names that the chiefs amongst the Gullah Geechee call themselves. These terms are indigenous. Where did they learn these things from? I want to talk about that and how that is a broken history and most of the people in the Pan-African paradigm are not uh, open to some very detailed study that can help us see a broader picture of our Aboriginal paradigm on this planet. All right. All right, so family, there you have it. Let's get some lights in the building. Let's get some lights in the building. hanging out with us on Friday. Let's put y'all joints on mute. Brother Jabari is on you, brother. The time is now, Jabari. 9.42. Go ahead. I, I, I want to thank him for his, his spirited uh, rejoinder. I, I think I, it was interesting, although I think that it was flawed. It, it was certainly interesting. So... I want to I want to try to drill down on it. Um, one of the things that I've heard is he said that I talked about someone's phenotype, and um, he shows a Fulani woman. Uh, Dr. Ali Muhammad, I I travel on the continent. I, I see those same phenotypic structures, and I've I've been I travel to Ethiopia regularly. Um, in fact, I would argue that often when we see certain phenotypic responses in people in other parts of the world. For example, I say often that when we see Africans, like the, some of the original people of Africa, the, the Khoisan people, or the Kongsan is, is what some people are calling them now, you'll actually note that their eyes look nearly Asian. And so people say, wow, how is it that this person has Asian eyes? And I often say, those are not Asian eyes. Those are eyes that the Asians got from their parents, the African. So to show me a Fulani woman that has a, a, a narrower bridge, I, I'm not sure if he's referring to me and to what I said. What I am saying is that there are people who are confused about 
the nature of where some of our features come from. And when we do DNA studies, we don't generally say, oh, you got that, fa that feature from Ethiopia. Now listen to what he just did. He wanted you to see that he made a comment that most of our DNA doesn't come from North Africa. And then he wanted to describe to you North Africans that have that phenotype. The phenotype that we see with straight noses and less than extremely tightly curled hair, that usually comes from the European who had access to African women. If I have time, I'd like to play a brief presentation, it's very brief, from Dr. Gina Page, who is one of the principals of African ancestry. And in all of the work that they have done, they actually see that the majority of those things that we see do not come from people that we would consider the native. Those, those features don't come from people that were considered the native people to this land. They come from the European. That's where those straight noses and that less than tightly curled hair tends to come from. But here's the other thing. Dr. Ali Muhammad would also like us to be so literal that we believe that the only way that we can connect ourselves to certain traditions and he mentioned Kemet because I think that he thought that that was a direct response to me, is um, if we can um, find direct lineage there. And, and I think that, that is, that's the kind of argument that, that, that Europeans make. And they only make it with regard to Africans because they want to steal our African heritage from us. So take a look at this. Let me share my screen, my screen for a second. Now, family, I know you know what this building is. This building, the, um, the, the Lincoln Memorial, right? Right. And um, I think that as we look at the Lincoln Memorial, you might say, well, why in the United States would Tom Hu create a building that looks like that? That's not where their family is from. I don't hear anyone making that argument. That argument is only made when we come to Africans because the Tom who once again is attempting to remove our ability to connect ourselves to the continent. That's a problem family. It's a real problem. So let me show you one more image so that I can make this point clear. I'm going to share this again. Now, some of you may not know what this building is. This building is called the Parthenon, the Parthenon in Greece. So why in the world? Now, let's be clear. I want to make a real quick statement. The Lincoln, the Parthenon is based on a comedic structure, right? But that's not why they made the Lincoln Memorial look this way. They made the Lincoln Memorial look that way. Take a look at them again. Because what they're doing is they're trying to connect themselves to what they believe is the greatness of Western civilization. The European does this all the time. And in fact, if you look closely to the Parthenon, you're going to notice that almost every old bank that you've ever been in family, and I know Brother Jabari and, and Dr. Ali Muhammad are a little older than some of the people in the chat room, I think. So, so some of y'all be like, my bank just is a storefront. What is he talking about? Well, I'm sure that he remembers seeing banks look like this too. Why? Because the Tom who was trying to connect themselves to what they were arguing was the greatness of Western civilization. But then when Africans 
decide to connect themselves to the greatness of African civilization, then we hear, well, you don't have any parentage there. This is a, a slippery slope that the European likes to get us involved in. I am an African. I have no, I don't have to show you that I have DNA from North Africa, although I do. I'm an African. My family, most recently on the con on the continent, a good portion of it, I can draw direct lineage to Guinea Conakry. So I I know exactly to a person where some of my ancestors come. I've never said that on your platform before, Sonetta. I can draw my my lineage directly to the continent. That's not the point. First of all, we have to understand that if I look at the continent of Africa and I say this is the beauty of Africa. I'm going to connect myself to the flower of African civilization. Everybody else in the world does that. When the African does, there's a problem. Second of all, let's also say something else. All of those great West African civilizations in their oral tradition, in their written tradition, in their iconography, in their, their form of, of spiritual, in their spiritual forms, they always say that those traditions go back to Kemet's. So the West Africans themselves tell you that their origin comes from there. And he, if Dr. Ali wants to challenge me on that, I could give him, I could, the whole bookshelf here. <laughs> the, I wish you could see the bookshelf, the entire bookshelf. I was setting this up for another brother that said something to me, whose name I won't mention here, because that'd be unfair. And I said, look, I have everything here, prepare. When you look at the Vodun tradition, when you look at Mami Wata, when you look at all of the ancient spiritual traditions of Africa, they always draw themselves back to Kemet. So I am doing nothing more than what my four parents expected me to do. So don't don't pull off that that thing where we think that we're talking about Kemet and now all of a sudden it's like, ooh, Jabari ain't a Kemet. What does that mean? Jabari's family comes from Guinea Conakry. I'm clear about that. Now, let me say something else. Two minutes, Brother Jabari. Yes, let me say something else. I'm going to just drop this really quickly. First of all, um, Dr. Ali Muhammad, and I hope we get into talking about this a little bit, often um, also contests the term um, Africa. And I, I want us to talk a little bit about that tonight. But he's comfortable with the term Aborigine. Does he not realize that the term ad Aborigine comes from Latin? Now, what great civilization brought Latin forward? Dr. Ali Muhammad was saying, well, why do they call themselves Africans? Those are the Romans that did that. Family Latin was the lingua franca of Rome. So he's using another word that comes from the Romans. And we have to be clear that Africa, the, 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 the actual origin of the term Africa is still undecided. We don't really know where it had its origin from. We know that Europeans used it liberally, but that doesn't mean they created it. One minute, Jabari. And so that is something that we need to discuss, contest, and, and move forward with. Hopefully in the next bit, we'll, at some point tonight, we'll also begin to talk a little bit more about Africana Studies, because I think Dr. Ali Muhammad would also like you to believe that Africana Studies was created by Jewish people. And I think that we need to uh, talk about that as well. All right, powerful, powerful. All right. Anybody wants to come on the um, come in the chat, or if you have something you want to talk about as far as what Jabari just said, you could call in at one 518 2817 one 518 2817 
1-800-518-2817. I'm going to be honest right now. Out of everybody in the community, I think Jabari is the best person to debate the Aboriginals at this point. He might not be collectively the best person, but as far as where Ali Muhammad is coming from today, that night, I think Jabari dealt with it pretty well. Very well. I think he dealt with it very well. All right, let me get this caller in here. Hey, caller, you're live. What's your name? Turn your thing down, my caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, Michael from Florida, again. Gabby, give me two minutes, just two minutes to talk. Go ahead, beloved. Jabari too nice. Jabari too nice. <laughs> I need Unc to debate these dudes. Jabari... <laughs> The thing about what I, I, I listened to it, I listened to it when um, Senator first heard it, heard it. The process of a debate, the purpose of a debate is to distinguish truth from untruth, mm -hmm. to get out facts, and to enlighten people. When somebody purposefully comes with an untruth or a lie, that they know is a lie, mm -hmm. there is no truth that you can shine in the situation and illuminate that situation. That brother told a lie on Dr. Clark, that Dr. Clark went to look financing from the white people. Right? Even Jabari broke it down and said, listen, these are university funds. These are funds that pay for by students. So it should be that um, people should decide who spend those funds. That black people use those funds to research black people. Jabari even draw that the Ku Klux Klan met with the um, Elijah Muhammad. The Muslims. Um, right. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make them? But the dude went around to justify why the Ku Klux Klan and um, the Muslims met. I don't think he, he got. I don't think he got the analogy. He got defensive. But I think Ali Muhammad probably would admit it today. That um he right. understands the point that 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 um he couldn't admit it because I also admit that but I get the point I got the point you know yeah I got the analogy not because you meet with somebody mean that you and them is in bed mm -hmm. I meet with a hundred women that don't mean that I sleep with a hundred women talk and about it bed, you meet people who talk talk about right? it right these dudes got very defensive it even when the he when you do with the Hebrews that do not understand analogy, that don't have no idea what an analogy is. If you draw a reference to it in the Bible, they get very defensive and try to justify it, not realizing that it's, it, it is an analogy to explain a situation that since you cannot see it this way, let me shine light on it the other way and hope that you can understand. These dudes, this dude, this doctor dude, came with untruth and want to lie untruth and he justified them so no matter how much lie Jabari shy and Jabari too nice you need an unk now because unk is a gangster unk would just stop the fuckery sorry for the bad word stop telling <laughs> lies unk would call him out I don't, I don't think it was a, alright alright elder I don't think it was a debate in that sense I think we just wanna because sometimes dialogues are good I like the dialogue that type of dialogue, right. I think Jabari was perfect for it because I know how I am. I think Ali Muhammad's information is misleading hundreds of people because he doesn't have a large following. 
He doesn't. Don't let these YouTube views fool you. Ask him how many people are a member of his ARNA. You see, people love a good talk, but we don't join in people's organizations. I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Dan Calloway has a video with, I think, over a million views. There's not a million people following Dan Calloway. They just like the information because us as a people, we love to listen, but we don't like to follow through. And that's our problem. But let me take this caller, family. Thank you for the call, brother. All right. Thank you. Yes, yes sir. All right. Call a call right back. I cut you off by accident. But um, I hope people understand where I'm coming from. It's not that Jabari is nice. Remember, we got to be firm in what we are. And Jabari is who he is. I love him the way he is. I love I love Ankhal Ankis too. But I think at this point, for this particular dialogue, Jabari was the best person for it. I mean, I put him over me. He was the best problem with this whole thing, Garfield. Pseudo for not sending us the link. Hold up. I just sent you the link, Sean. I just sent you the link. All right, hold on. Let me get the call on. Go to phone. To accept this call. Call it your loudest, brother Garfield. What's your name and where you're calling from? Brother Garfield, this is Keith, buddy from Atlanta. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, beloved. What's up? No, I was just uh, listening to the uh, debate the other night. Not the Ali Muhammad can make some stuff on the fly, man. He's very, <laughs> he's very sleek and disingenuous. Uh, I don't want to just call the man a liar, but he make up a lot of stuff. But I watched one of, I watched his channel. I guess this may have been between six months and a year ago. This is really a way for Ali Muhammad to make him some money. I was watching one of his things. He got on all his all white, sitting in his seat like a, uh, I don't know, like he a king and. Selling people the Aboriginal indigenous what the indigenous nationality. And he was showing them how to get their indigenous nationality. Ali Muhammad is gonna make up whatever he has to make up to keep the people but however he is following him, to keep them following him so he can keep selling them what you need to sell them. And you could tell a lot of that stuff he was saying with his BS and he was just making it up on his lot. But I can say this, I wish it had been you all right thank you beloved all right let me play let me play the next part right now that we could call in after that let's play ali muhammad part from both of these giants right here brother ali hold on let me get my brother in my, my big brother here I'm trying to recruit this brother to be a part of the Dagger Squad, man, out of Virginia. Come on, brother. Drop that knowledge. Let's go. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, beloved. Hey, how you doing, brother? All right. Hold on. Let me turn the uh, TV down so I don't disturb. Um, I wanted to, because I was watching the debate the other night, and the thing that bothers me about, uh, what's his name, Ali Muhammad? Mm-hmm.
Malcolm spoke clearly about ties with H.L. Hunt. Now, some people say there aren't there aren't many ties to it, but the nation of Islam gets very when anybody is perceived to not their elders eat but they were still underage. They were still 17, but the Nation of Islam kind of makes that up in their head that that's okay. But if we want to say Dr. Clark, come on, man. All right, brother, your signal is bad. You're, yeah, your signal is bad, brother. Can hardly hear you. All right. All right let me play Ali Muhammad's part. Let's get it in. No time. The time is now. Um, 942. Okay. 942. I mean, 952. Go ahead, brother. All right. So, uh, I thank the brother for sharing. Uh, but what he shared is 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 a part of the pathology I want to expose completely. Uh-oh. When you listen closely to when what someone is saying, you can hear the origin of where it comes from. It's, it's there's even this uh, connotation of of. Uh, how can I put it? Well, I'll just show you. He just showed the word Aborigine. Of course, he was speaking the English language, and then we can trace most of these words back to Latin, uh, Spanish, other you know European Romance languages, etc. But when we when we're using words, we have. Uh, hey, Carly, you live. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, it's forty-two. What's up? Hey, what's up, my brother? Can you call back? Can you call back after Ali's done? Cause let the people hear Ali's part. Cause I just cut him to answer the call. All right, let's call when Ali's done. All right. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was ringing lies. I'll be happy. All right, cool. All right. Uh, uh sub- substantive meaning to those words. And so I'm going to show you just by what he did why we need a different thought inside of our paradigms. And I'm going to use Africa and Aboriginal, not Aborigine, right? I'm going to use the word. So take, take, take a look at this definition real quick, because I want you to see, see if I can get it here. I have a problem getting it, but let's see. Can y'all see that? I can see it. Okay. So you, you see the word Aboriginal, right? Are, are we there? Because I can't see y'all. I see can it. see it. Okay, great. So let's just look at it. It's it's it, it has a, in English, which we're using. It has a connotation to be an adjective and a noun as far as parts of speech. Look at what it means. It means inhabiting or existing in a land from the earliest times or from before the arrival of colonists. Semicolon indigenous. That is very important because juxtapose that to the word African, it confines you and your origins per se to a particular space. Not only that, when you deal with the legality of the term in in the form of what we call just solely. Just solely means rights to soil. If I'm of European genetic descent, I can still be African. And how am I African? Let me explain. You're African because 
Maybe you were born in South Africa. Your lineage may have been from Europe. You're born in South Africa. You live in South Africa. And so I gave this, uh, and I'm, let me read the second definition of this noun, an aboriginal inhabitant of a place. Okay, so now we're dealing with the people of a particular land before the arrival of colonists indigenous. So now let me come so you can see me because I want to share something with you. I shared this the last time. I don't know how much plainer I can make this. And this is why we need institutions. I am speaking what I'm about to speak from a 10-year institution that we run with our own indigenous lawyers, aboriginal lawyers, to clear up this issue of colonization. Check it out. I was in college in an African-American studies class at Temple University. I was there, and there was a, a, a person who looked European to me. She had blonde hair. Uh, she she played, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, can't name it again. Anyway, it was, uh, what are they, what are they what are, uh, field hockey or something. I don't know what it was. Lacrosse? Was hockey player, lacrosse, something like that. So the young lady was in class arguing that she was African. And she said that because she was born on the land. Now, it is a fact that she had a passport to South Africa, right? She was naturalized in America. So we had this huge argument, right? It was like an ongoing argument, almost a joke in class for maybe like several weeks. Because she said that not only was she African, she was African-American. And so now, what do these words mean to us in modern times when we are trying to speak to the world and explain something to us? Not just only in our little small groups of people where there might be 10,000 people or 20,000 people who understand us. When we speak to a broader context in the world, we want to be clear. She was an African because she was born on the land. When you're born in a space, it makes you indigenous to that particular space. You're, see, the, exactly. Look at, I'm glad you made that face. I'm glad you made that face. Because now, when you, have, when you have to have a legal conversation with a person like me, and we have to use primary records or primary data, it'll be easy to deface and make you do this. Agree. Europeans who came to America, right, politically came to America, and their first children who were born on the land, they're now indigenous based on just solely rights. They're not aboriginals, but they are indigenous. They have rights on that soil, brother. And so what I'm trying to say to you is anybody could be an African right now today in the greater context of the world. You have Arabs that consider themselves African, but their lineage goes back to another space. And so what I'm saying is this language is old, it's outdated, and it needs a higher form of communication. None of them can be Aboriginal because they're not the first people of that particular land. The, the Indians that you are citing today, the American Indians, are not the Aboriginal inhabitants of North America, Central America, or South America. They tell you in genetic studies and tracing the line that they came here from other places. And so what the world wants to make you think is that everybody came to America from some other place and it fits into a larger paradigm called the out-of-Africa paradigm, which is completely bogus. And I want to talk about that as well tonight, all right? And so when we deal with being Aboriginal, we're talking about the first people of the land. And so your little attempt just now to deconstruct the word Aboriginal exposes that the Pan-African community 
needs legal scholars who can communicate what these words mean today. If not, your culture is not protecting you. A great part of uh, uh, what I see on the on on on, on the on the uh, walls, all right, epigraphy in the temple of Luxor and other temples is the scales of Maya. That's justice. We have uh, 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 judges there, forty-two judges, and we have all these things. This means that Kemet ran a legal system, a lawful system. But now that we're Pan African, we can only defer to a European uh, uh, concept. Of, of, of legal structure at what point does the culture that you survive within create its own body politic for real activity my critique of pan-africanism is that it was moved into an academic setting it lost its grassroots footing and now the institutions that are supposed to promote a culture for our liberation are now promoting uh, promoting a culture to uh, keep us in the Sunday school class, happy about claiming cultures, but never being really able to live by those particular cultures, all right? And so what I'm saying is, the reason why I refer to Elijah Muhammad is because he is he and the, 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 the brothers and sisters who helped him are the greatest example in black history of building institutions and changing the, the nomenclature, all right? Where did I get the gall to say African is not an applicable term. I got that from the lessons that was given to me from the nation of Islam. And the question is, why does the devil call our people African? And the question is, okay, if we did not call ourselves that, then these people named us that. And so I heard Jabari say, when we developed the term and we adopted the term, we have never as a people independently adopted the term African for ourselves. That was imposed upon us at different epics of history. And I can cite those particular histories and I'm about to do one of them right now. Let me help you. All right, so check this out. Let's go back to this point because we don't want to lose it. If we lose this point, we're going to fail at <coughs> getting other points across. I want to be very clear. When he said, we don't know the origin of the word African, maybe they, it's poor reconstruction on his behalf or some other person's behalf. It's very clear where the word African comes from, all right? And we're going to show you. This is not a guessing game. So now what I'm trying to say is only the true autochthons can be aboriginal. There are no Europeans or Asians who are aboriginal to the Americas or Africa. They're not. They won't even claim it. But white people will claim to be African. They will claim. They will claim to be African. They're doing it. All right. Asians are all in Africa now and have been have been in Africa. So let me share something with you real quick. And this will help this conversation move it into a, a zone where we really help the audience out to say, listen, if we're going to change the circumstances of our people, we have to do it with exquisite levels of explanations of things that are before the people. All right, so check this out. I'm gonna, from this, from this book, I mean, from this, hey, say it again. Uh -huh. But we're gonna go ahead and get this out. Okay, all right, cool. All right, so the term 
Afar, some people try to say that, that the word Africa comes from the Afar, the Afar, no way, nowhere near North Africa in the area, and that's not even their indigenous name, all right? So we've been playing this game in Afrocentricity and Pan-Africanism, trying to hold on to a word, but we should hold on to the concepts and the culture and, and study these terms, all right? And what they mean to our future 100 years from now. The Royal African Society, Oxford Journal, all right, article on the Berbers. And you can, you know, screenshot this so you can see what this is about. What is this about? This is about trying to figure out where the term Africa comes from. And let's just read it. It says, a good deal of interest has been aroused lately in the scientific religious quarters by the important discoveries and researches of Mr. Theodore Ben, Dr. Carl Peters, Professor Keen, and others who, which go to identify Ophir and Havila with the gold-producing district in, of uh, Mashamalan in South Africa. The name Ophir has been found in Egyptian form, Afur, right? This is where you get the Afurakat people and Afurakate people trying to say, oh yeah, they had it in the hieroglyphics. That particular term had nothing to do with how we use the term today. And there's no etymology to it, all right? And this later again is taken to be the same as Afur, the root of the word Africa. There is no doubt that Africa is the feminine adjective derived from a fur, which occurs in the appellation of the Latin comedian Publius Terentius Afer, so-called for his being a native of Tunis. That's in North Africa. A fur was Tunis, which of course was the same as Africanus Proconsularis, the Roman jurisdiction. All right, Tunis came later. The Afrique province was strictly the present regency. And only in modern times has the local designation been applied to other parts, only in modern times. And eventually to the whole continent, not by the, the Aboriginal population though, by outsiders, <coughs> all right? But whence came a fur if a fear and a fur came from it? I know of no other derivation of the term, so I venture to offer the following. The earliest inhabitants of Tunis were cave dwellers. Herodotus in his second book describes the customs and country of these troglodytes, which are basically cavemen, such as they exist in the present day in the mountains on the Tunisian triple, uh, tripolitan border. Now the principal part of this cave dwelt chain is still called Jebel Yefrin or Jebel Ifrin from the tribe of the Yefrin or Ifrin who inhabited. According to Berber historian Ibn Khaldun, this tribe dwelt there from time immemorial, and he incidentally mentions that they derived their name from the Berber word Ifrin, which signifies a cave. What I'm saying to you is that. There were three Roman provinces, Africa Nova, Africa Vetus, and Africanus Proconsularis. They used this term from the native Berber population. The native Berber population described the cave-dwelling inhabitants as Ifri. And this is the origin of the word Africa. To go to end this point, to end this point, the Byzantines, which is fancy word for the Romans, when they set up forts in this area, they brought their deities in for the soldiers to venerate to go to war against the aboriginal populations, who we are now calling Africans. 
So these aboriginal populations, the first people of that particular land, had the Romans coming against them. And in this particular temple, from this book, North African Stone Speak, page three, 236, Serapis, Saturn, Diana, Augusta, and Dea, Africa, were in this temple being venerated by these soldiers to go out and kill the aboriginal population. And when they show pictures of her, this is what she looked like. All I'm saying is the people of Africa are aboriginal peoples too. They are not Africans. They are Igbo. They are Masta. They are Shanti. All right. They are all of those things. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second, family. Hold on a second. I got I gotta I gotta hear this over. War against the aboriginal populations, who we are now calling Africans. So these aboriginal populations, the first people... Hey, man, pause that, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, And in this particular temple, from this book, North African Stone Speak, page three, 236, Serapis, Saturn, Diana, Augusta, and Dea, Africa, were in this temple being venerated by these soldiers to go out and kill the aboriginal population. And when they show pictures of her, this is what she looked like. All I'm saying is the people of Africa are aboriginal peoples too. They are not Africans. They are Igbo. They are Maasai. They are Shanti. All right. They are all of those things. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. What is an Igbo, Garfield? An Igbo is from West Africa. I'm trying to figure out what did he just say about the Igbo? Who is the Igbo? Nigeria. He said they are not African. He said the Igbo are running back. The Igbo are not African. The Maasai are not African. Run it back. Who is he referring to when he said he Hold even on. get Hold on. Let's, let's listen to those. That they derive their name from the Berber word Ifri, which signifies a cave. What I'm saying to you is that there were three Roman provinces, Africa Nova, Africa Vetus, and Africanus Proconsularis. They use this term from the native Berber population. The native Berber population described the cave-dwelling inhabitants as Ifri. And this is the origin of the word Africa. To go, to end this point, to end this point, the Byzantines, which is Fancy word for the Romans. When they set up forts in this area, they brought their deities in for the soldiers to venerate to go to war against the aboriginal populations, who we are now calling Africans. So these aboriginal populations, the first people of that particular land, had the Romans coming against them. And in this particular temple, from this book, North African Stone Speak, page 3, 236, Serapis, Saturn, Diana, Augusta, and Dea, Africa were in this temple being venerated by these soldiers to go out and kill the aboriginal population. And when they show pictures of her, this is what she looked like. Is the people of Africa are aboriginal peoples too. They are not Africans. They are Igbo. They are Maasai. They are all right. They are all of those things. And what we are doing is we are helping colonization, which is very, very, very shrewd. And now 
using these populations. The first people of that particular land had the Romans coming against them. And in this particular temple from this book, North African Stone Speak, page three, 236, Serapis, Saturn, Diana, Augusta, and Dea Africa were in this temple being venerated by these soldiers to go out and kill the Aboriginal population. And when they show pictures of her, this is what she looked like. All I'm saying is the people of Africa are Aboriginal peoples too. They are not Africans. They are Igbo. Yeah. Okay. No, he's saying that. No, he's saying we got it backwards. He's saying he's saying that the Igbo, those are the African people. I have a problem with this. And what is the problem Garfield have with this? I bet y'all couldn't guess. Remember, whenever and if my brother Meru was here, he said, "Bring up porcupines." You see this source he's using. If you notice, when is the Byzantine Empire? I'm gonna show y'all something right now. Look at this. What does this have to do with the conversation? And y'all might say, Garfield, you're stretching it. Whenever you use Byzantine, right? When is the Byzantine Empire? I'm going to just Google it. And y'all look at the page and see what it says. You see the Byzantine Empire? From what time to what time? You're going to see when I click on it right now. The Byzantine Empire is from 395 AD. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you study Berber history, the indigenous people look like me and you or black people, right? The indigenous people, when they went to war, they would take certain gods with them. He's correct. One of the gods they took with them is Gerzil because he was the god of the war. So why he's talking about Serapis, I got to think now, Serapis is from Egyptian days and Serapis came into existence like around, well, late second century BC, right? In Come Egypt. on, man. Man, he an AD guy, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Serapis, okay, remember how the name Serapis, because now what, he, what Ali's doing is he's sending us on a goose chase, a circular argument, because now we have to, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to go and we have to do the first part of what he just said and dispute that. Then we got to go back and check the dates on the other part and dispute that. Then we got to deal with the Serapis thing and then dispute that. He's sending us on a goose chase. He's flat out sending us around the world on purpose. All of this is intentional to confuse the people in his swag. Look at the author, man. Look at the author that he used, the book that he just sourced. I put it in the back chat. The author and the book that he used is somebody from Wisconsin. <laughs> Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm gonna show that I need to show that show that story so the people can see for themselves, man. Let me show them the story. North African Stones Peak is uh speak is written by Paul McKendrick. Wow. So who is Paul McKendrick? We need to find out who Paul McKendrick is. All right, hold on. Before I Google Paul McKendrick live, let's look, let's see if I could um bring this up real quick. Come on, come on, come on. All right. Uh, let me see Sean put it right here. There you go. Uh oh. Uh-oh, family. That's the author. Uh-oh. Look at this cracker right here. That's it. That's the author? What's That's his name? Author. Let's move. What's his name? Paul what? LeKendrick. This it. Hold on. It's uh M-A-C-K-E-N 
D-R-I-C-K. Paul McKendrick, American classic author and teacher, 1914 to 1998. The Dacian Stone Speak. I think this is the book right here. Nah, that's the, that's the other book. That's another book. Uh-uh. The North Go. African Stone Speak from 1980. All right, let me see who that's Ali Source. All right, let me see who he is. Haunted, Massachusetts. Okay. Greek archaeology. Okay. Okay. He wrote a couple of books. All right. All right. All right. All right. He got his books and all that stuff. Go back. Right. Go back to his book list and see what books he actually wrote. That's going to tell us something about what his field of study is. The mute stone speak, the Greek stone speak, the North African stone speak. Okay, so basically, he found a book. All right, all right. Now we got to put, now see, this is what I'm saying about the goose chases is that he's sending us around the world. So now we got to pull apart all these people, all these sources, what they do, how they react. This is the problem. And then he throws Serapis out. What the heck does Serapis worship have to do with what we're dealing with? That is some, we know, we know where, we know where Serapis comes from. We know its intention. We know this dude, when he came into Kemet, he wanted to rewrite himself and be worshiped as a God. He, so he, that's where the Serapis worship come from. We're familiar with the story. So why is that in East Africa and we talking about West Africa and then we talking about Africa as a whole and then we talking about native. Look at the trail that he is putting out. Oh, I'm yeah. going to confuse everybody. But let me say this though. Let me say this to everybody that's watching. In all fairness, right? What was really the purpose of him bringing up the Afri? He's trying to downplay the name African, right? So why do we call ourselves a continent? But ladies and gentlemen, nobody calls themselves after a continent. The problem is when you're defining yourself, would you rather we say we're um, American African? Would you rather we say that or African American? I always like the term American African. But listen to what I'm saying to everybody right now. Nobody's saying they're the entire continent. So people like Black Wall Street and all these crazies in the, in the, in the, in the audience who's writing right now, nobody's saying that. It's a continent that is full of tribes. It's full. It's now divided into countries. We weren't a country type of country. We were a tribal people. So if you have over 300 tribes, as a matter of fact, 250 in Nigeria alone, how are you going to define who you are? So they say, hey, you know what? You're from Nigeria, but you're on the continent called Africa. It's just like using the term American. America comes from the term Amerigo Vespucci. You have crazy people like Ishmael Bey who says it come from some Nicaraguan America and people want to change up the name. Listen, family, nobody was calling America America before America Vespucci. There's no records of that. Show me in your native records anybody using the term America. Show me your native records. I bet you can't do it. And when we pronounce words, we can't knock the people for calling Africa Africa and call America America because these are English words. We live under the English we are colonized people and we have adapted. We have assimilated into this culture. So now I speak English, although I don't want to speak English. So what the Jamaicans used to do is we made up a certain type of pig Latin so that the, 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 the powers that be couldn't understand us. So we say, wala pi, wala pow. So they don't know what we're saying. 
We used to make shit up. So that means when the police come or anybody on the block, we would talk a certain language so that the powers that be would not understand us. If you don't understand Gypsy, that means you're uppity and you are you 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 rich. You had money. So when I came to America, I had to learn what Gypsy is because I couldn't learn it in Jamaica. I had to learn from Jamaicans from the hood. So the point that I'm trying to make, family, is that we have adapted different things because of our colonization. One of the things that we do is we run from Africa. That's our home. Now, if you have a problem, if you have a problem with the out of Africa theory, first of all, um, Sean, I don't think people understand what the out of Africa theory is. No, they I don't. don't. Think they know what it is. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to add to the fact that he also mentioned colonization. And he, he was like, we're helping the, uh, the colonizer by doing certain things. You remember when he was saying, referring to that? Well, if we don't study who we are, then we are promoting the colonization of our minds. Because not only did they take our bodies, they took our minds. So what we're fighting for, because remember, he's going to get back into Africana studies. So it, this thing is circular, bro. It is circular. And if you're going to go point for point with this, it's got to be methodical. Teams win. That's all I'm going to say. He's an independent researcher, so whatever he gets that, that helps him feel like he's putting up an argument to confuse the nation, he's going to do that. And he don't care what he says at this particular point. And, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about him, the person. I'm talking about him, the, the informationalist, because I'm not calling him a scholar, a doctor, or none of that. I'm, I'm calling him an informationalist, because this information, that is what we're challenging, and that's what we're going to deal with. Okay. Hey, call it, call it live. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, it's Horton too. I call back. All right. What's up? What's on your mind, brother? I just wanted to mention, and I'm seeing it even more the second time because I listened to the debate, that this dude speaks a lot of white supremacist propaganda. Like, he, he starts off saying that uh, African-Americans are not related to Egyptians. Where have you heard that before? And he blames the Jews. And then he said, then he says the out of Africa theory is bogus. Then he attached John Henry Clark, and he says Africa is named after a white woman. And he, he said at one point that black people aren't smart enough to challenge white scientists. I'd even argue that his take on uh, white people being related to Neanderthals is um, it comes from like multi-regionalism and stuff, but that's more mainstream. And that's a problem I have with Dr. Ahmad, I have with Dr. Now is he's pushing us away from being able to challenge the mainstream because his whole argument is I'll use some crazy Eurocentric source that says that people came out of Asia based on some uh, bones from 100,000 years ago that aren't even identified as far as what type of human it is, and then argue that, that we can't challenge any of this so we can replace it with some pseudo or made up something out of the nation that is on or whatever. But that's pretty much it. All right, my brother. Thank you for the call. Thanks again. Good breakdown so far. Keep it up. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. Let me go back to Jabari's part and get Jabari up in here. But this is the guy who's his source. Uh, we, we get into it. I ain't get the chance to get into that yet, but we get into that. We'll definitely get into that. All right. Um, let me go back to Ali Muhammad at the end and let's get it. Let's get it. Master, they are shunted. 
All right. All of those things. And what we are doing is we are helping colonization, which is very, very, very shrewd. And now using these terms to defeat us sociopolitically and culturally. All right. All right, powerful brother, brother uh, Jabari. He just <laughs> he just <laughs> the ball. So <laughs> powerful information coming from both of these giants. Let's thumb up the video, y'all. Let's thumb up the video. These brothers took time out to be with y'all today, to sit with y'all, to give y'all this information. So let's thumb up. Hold on a second, family. Hey. Okay, brother was calling back in. All right. Um, hey, let me say this to the family, by the way, man. My brother Akir in the audience, if you want to get trade lines, just hit me up after the show, 1-800-518-2817. Let's be respectful. And by the way, if you support Ali Muhammad, that doesn't mean you have to agree with Ali Muhammad 100%. Because that's what's wrong with our community, the cheerleading. If, if Jabari is wrong, I'm not cheerleading Jabari. It just so happens you just happen to be right most of the times. Now, whether we like Jabari or whether we like Ali Muhammad, let's be respectful to each other, whether we're on Facebook, whether we're on YouTube, because at the end of the day, family, we walk down the street, the police ain't asking us if we Aboriginal or Black African or African American or whatever. They just looking at the color of our skin and they say we're all black. So at the end of the day, all of these names, which I'm totally against, and I, I need to stress it to everybody. I'm a Pan-African, but I'm against labels because Pan-Africanism is not a religion. It's a way of life. It's a thought. Pro I'm not saying it's not a way of life. It's a thought process. It's the way how to think. It's an ideology. So I want everybody to understand that. Let me get this last caller in here before. Hey, go ahead, beloved. Yeah, I wanted to know the situation with Elijah Muhammad and the KKK in detail. What allegedly had was going on? Because from the understanding that I know. Thank you for the call brother john i'm excusing you from this conversation <laughs> that's the first thing i'm excusing sean from this conversation all right let me deal with this whole thing about elijah muhammad and um with the nation um with the kkk what brother jabari was bringing up is the fact that and by the way we have almost 400 people watching come on man let me get some more likes family come on y'all might not like some of the information but at least thumbs it up or thumbs it down, man. Come on. Let's get some likes up. 
All right. Now, with the, the KKK, basically what happened is they set up a meeting because they both had the same type of agenda. Basically, they wanted a separation. All right. They want a separation. So Elijah Muhammad felt it was, you know, it, it's something, it wasn't a bad thing to meet up with the KKK and say, hey, this is what we want. And you guys want this. Is there any way we could assist or help each other out? Whatever. Because the Nation of Islam, of course, wanted their own lands. If anybody studies or read any book on Booker T. Washington, what did Booker T. Washington do? For anybody who doesn't know, Booker T. Washington pretty much did the same thing. He aligned himself with some white supremacists. And guess what? He got a lot of schools done. And a lot of people haven't done what Booker T. Washington has done. So if he was a Christian, he aligned himself up with white Christians. They were racist as hell in Georgia, and he set up what he had to set up in Georgia, Booker T. Washington. For those who don't know, set it up. Simple as that. Um, Ink Bully, what's up? So what I'm saying to the family is what Elijah Muhammad did, what um, Jabari was saying, family, and we need to understand what Brother Jabari was saying, is that just because he worked with the Ku Klux Klan does that mean that he supports the ideology of the Ku Klux Klan? That was the point Jabari was making because he's trying to say that white people funded African-American apartments, departments. So does that mean that everything that Ali Muhammad teaches came from an abor aboriginal source? I just showed the white man he got, the, got his stuff from. So does that mean he supports everything that that white man teaches? You see, we got to use common sense. That's the point. So whether Elijah Muhammad was right or wrong for hooking up with the KKK, that's not the argument. The argument did Elijah Muhammad now adapt the ways and the teachings of the KKK. That's what that was the point. But anyway, let's get it in. Let's like the video. And Brother Jabari, the time is 10.07. 10.07. You got the floor. 10.08. 10.08. You got the floor, Brother Jabari. Now, I want to be clear. You let him go on. I gave him um I gave him like four extra minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I did. I went 13 minutes. I was counting. That's fine. So I, I just want to as long as we're we're agreeing to latitude, that's fine. So yeah, that's cool. let me let, let me say this. Now, first of all, let, let me do this really quickly. Bro Hold on at one point I gotta make two. In the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, which white people really was gonna put their life on the line for black people to meet with black people and do anything for them? So he's meeting with somebody who he knows who hates him. There's no doubt the KKK hate Elijah Muhammad and black people. So if they're saying let's separate and you're saying let's separate, what can we do to make sure we do separate? So it was pure political, in my opinion. In my opinion. I don't think he was adopting anything from the KKK. And I don't think any KKK was adopting anything from, um, they both were separatists. So let me just make that point. Brother Ali Muhammad would like me not to connect myself to Kemet, an African nation, a nation where on a landmass that I can draw lineage, but he would rather wear a Native American war bonnet on his shirt. That's what he's doing. Yo. That if, if what I'm doing don't make sense, how does that make sense? I'm going to wait. Wait, 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 I did not interrupt. Thing for him to do, um, a bizarre thing for him to do. 
And he's even doing it without the, the some basic cultural competence. Native peoples don't like those time those those are because the European, and I'm gonna call him the European, you know I usually call him the Tambu, but I'm going somewhere, family. Follow me. The Tamhu, the European, used those images because it depicted a beheaded native person. A second. I gotta address this. Darius Matthews originated in Africa. Even the Africans tell you they come from the North Country. Do your research on the Pygmy people. They tell you they come from the North Pole. Now, Darius Matthews, you gotta give us a source for that. Or you, my rule is, I, if you can't show me a source, you're not gonna be in my chat no more. I don't deal with craziness. All right, and people need to understand this. This is the problem that the, we have with anybody who's kicking information. I don't care who you are. Even if you are RBG or Pan-African and you come with that crazy stuff about um, they found Egyptian stuff in Arizona, in the Grand Canyon, I'm bringing you the business too because that's pseudo. We need to cut this pseudo game short. Short. All right. So now, family. So let's let's get it, brother. Darius, you get, you're on the clock. Go because ahead, they were Jamari. annihilating those people. So he would wear a war bonnet, but then wants to question whether we have lineage in Kemet. That is ludicrous. And then he makes another really bizarre argument. Family, please follow the logic of his argument because you're going to see that there's very little in it. He makes a very, uh, another very, very poor argument with regard to one white lady he knew in college. One white lady he knew in college who said that she was an African-American. Now, let's be clear. She was a citizen of South Africa, according to his story. But when we use the word African, we're saying something else. And Dr. Muhammad knows what we are saying. So while we can agree that she is a citizen of South Africa, to call her an African is something a little different. And I wish that I had access to the, the 17 or 18 year old Dr. Ali Muhammad, because I'm gonna tell you that 17 or 18 year old Jabari Osaze would have eaten that Tom Woman's lunch and instructed Dr. Ali Muhammad on diffusing such a poor argument that he's still befuddled with. That's a really, really poor argument. Let's go further here. He wants to contest the word African. Family, please don't get confused with this amazing prestidigitation digitation, this sleight of hand that he's on. One of the reasons why he wants to contest the term African is because if you listen carefully to when Sonnetter asked him very carefully, where are you from, brother? Are you saying that regardless of what you call it, whether you call it Africa or you call it banana or you call it gold land, whatever you call it, are you saying that's where you're from? He really he spent a lot of time, about five minutes, saying that he did not believe that he was because he wants to be part of this nation Aboriginal movement. By the way, Africans, please make some sense here. Do you know that just a few years ago, the term Aboriginal was considered a pejorative term by all those people that were native to certain parts of the planet? Why are Africans picking up the, the, the dredges of other people's movements? Find another word at least. This is pitiful. And, 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 and with regard to this whole concept of Aboriginal, notice that he gave you a definition, but not an etymology. We're talking about the origin of the term. Show us an etymology and you will see that is what I showed you, Dr. Ali Muhammad. You can use it generally, but when you're going to call an entire people something, you need to have a little bit more sense about it. 
don't just just pick up a, a definition from uh, from Google and say that's what we should call ourselves. Really, what's happened here is Dr. Ali Muhammad is trying to move himself away from that continent that we generally refer to as Africa. And I can play the clip, if you'd like, of him responding to Sonnetter. But let's be clear that, brother, we need to bring you back home. You've lost your way on this one. I respect you, but I really want to say respectfully, you've lost your way on this one. Let's go further. Now, let me say to you that I have already acknowledged that the term African is one that we are not clearly able to bridge into. By the way, he would like to just show you the Oxford Dictionary for the description. That was bizarre. He's talking, he's speaking ill of the European, but he would only use the European for the definition of where it comes from. That's odd. This comes from the South, Af from South Africa. By the way, Africans don't call themselves African. So why do they name their place South Africa? Oh, this oh, is oh. white work. Daga. I travel Daga. in Africa. I am part listen of to that, Listen to that again, family. And, and, and that's what we should call ourselves. Really what's happened here is Dr. Ali Muhammad is trying to move himself away from that continent that we generally refer to as Africa. And I can play the clip, if you'd like, of him responding to Sonnetter, but let's be clear that, brother, we need to bring you back home. You've lost your way on this one. I respect you, but I really want to say respectfully, you've lost your way on this one. Let's go further. Now, let me say to you that I have already acknowledged that the term African is one that we are not clearly able to posit an origin to. By the way, he would like to just show you the Oxford Dictionary for the description of African. That was bizarre. He's talking, he's speaking ill of the European, but he would only use the European for the definition of where it comes from. That's odd. This comes from the South, Af from South Africa. By the way, Africans don't call themselves African. So why do they name their place South Africa? This, this is light work. <laughs> I travel extensively in Africa. I am part of Pan-African and, and, and indigenous, I'm using that term here, African groups. And, and of course, people on the continent call themselves African. Where do we get this idea that people on the continent don't call themselves that? Now, I'm going to say to you very clearly, do they also talk about their ethnic group? Of course they do. Listen, we have people who are citizens of the United States from the, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico who live in the United States, live in New York, and they call themselves New Yorkans. They're not saying they're not Puerto Ricans. They're saying, well, my experience in New York has in some ways changed the way I view the world. It's fine to say you, I, I don't take any enmity if you call yourself an African-American. Our people fought, died in this country. Our people built this nation. By calling yourself African does not um, diffuse your claim to the United States. We are the people that created this nation. I'm a citizen of the United States and I'm not giving it up easily either because of what my people did for it. So let's take a quick look at um, what we see here on South Africa Online. Now, right off the bat, it says the exact origins of the word Africa are contentious, but there is much 
about his history that is known. And they even here say to you that it was first used by the Romans to describe that part of the Carthaginian Empire, which lit that which is in present day Tunisia. They're talking about what we can see written. That's what they're saying. This is what I call, as a trained historian, the error of the historian. Sometimes we believe if we can't see something written, it didn't exist. We don't know why they called it that. Carthage was a powerful nation in and of itself. They didn't just change the name of, Car of Carthage. There are so many different ways that we can try to come to an understanding of the, the way that this term comes. So even let's look here. You can even say that they're talking about the fact that it's possible that they were talking about the a free or a far people. We don't know exactly where it comes from. But let us let's say something really carefully here. I am willing to find a name that better describes the continent, but not at this time. The masses of our people are still learning that they're Africans coming from that continent that Dr. Ali Muhammad seemed to dither on when Sanetta was trying to get him, give him to, uh, and, uh, to try to explain where his people come from. He did that. He said, I'm in America, so that's who I am. That's what he said. So uh, let, let's be really clear that he is trying not to describe himself from that continent because he'd like to say he's an aboriginal. That's what he's doing. So let, let, me, let me show you something else that we really need to talk about here really quickly. I want to understand that to whatever we do, we must be strategic. Now, I know this is coming from Wikipedia, but I think it still makes the point pretty well. I want you to understand that one of the most important global um, uh, collaboratives is what we call the European Union. It is made up of 28 states. And one of the reasons why it was created is because those people in that area that we sometimes call Europe were fighting each other for over a thousand years. It led to the death of millions and millions of people. So they said, let's come together so that we can control the world. And today we see the European Union I want you to take a look at this. The GDP of the European Union is 21.7 trillion. And altogether, all of the people of the European Union, all of the people that are in those 28 nations make up about, um, I think it's half a billion people. Well, family, the continent of Africa makes up over a billion people. Why is it that we are comfortable with the Tamhu with, I'm going to call them now the European, calling themselves a European, but you're not comfortable calling yourself an African. All right, Brother Jabari, Brother Jabari, you are now into your extra three minutes, brother. Okay, that's fine. All right. Especially when, and here's something that I think um, Dr. Ali Muhammad has to understand and recognize. Especially when, do you see this? Do you know who this is? This is the, the goddess known as Europa. Europa is Carthaginian. She is a goddess, listen carefully, family, from Northern Africa. So I want you to understand that the European has named themselves after something that is not European. Does it matter to them? 
Are they not controlling the world? Let's be strategic, Dr. Aliman. Daggers. When we come together as a global African people, then we'll have our consensus on what term we will use. But I want to say that Dr. Ali Muhammad is not doing that. Instead, he would like for you to get together with a word that is so confused, indigenous. By the way, in uh, uh, Aboriginal, which even in his definition says people who arrived before the colonialists. So in, by his definition, the Tomahu woman in South Africa is not African. You're, you're all over the place here. Either you're going to use the definition or you're not going to use the definition. So let us be very clear, family. We have a lot of work to do as a global African people. And as long as we allow, allow some people to throw us off, we're going to be fighting for the crumbs of the United States. And we're going to forego the most opulent landmass on the planet. The landmass that has all of the resources, the best climate, and in fact, is where the origin of all humanity comes from. So to say African is to say that you are the original person. That's what it means. Let's be very clear about this and use it to our benefit family. If we don't, then what we're doing is we're continuing to accede power to the Tambu. And I know that that is not what Brother Ali wants to do, but I, I think he needs to reevaluate the decision that he is making. Thank you. All right. Um, one of you guys send Brother Unk the, um, the link, by the way, too. I'm not going to play the whole debate, but I, I do want to mention that the, um, the Dia Africa, there's no inscription with the Dia Africa in history. And because um, I'm here looking it up. And also, I do have a book, a Berber book on my computer. And I do want to bring it up just to double check something real quickly about the Berbers. Real quickly. Berbers right here. So I do have the historical dictionary for the Berbers. And I do want to put the name Afri in and see if that comes up. A uh, free, a free, a free. Mm. All right, this gives a whole chronology. I'm trying to figure out if it mentions the gods. Hey, hey why are you, why are you why looking, at looking at it? I just want to say something real quick. Because, you, you know, you said we don't, we don't agree with everything certain people say. And I just want to go on the record and say that Brother Jabari is incorrect when he continues to refer to the European as Tamahu. That is not the correct thing to say. They did not describe those people as the Tamahu is not European or white people. But go ahead, man. All right, cool. Yeah, send um send Uncle the link. And um, yeah, I, I'm looking up that God that he's talking about. The Romans actually used that God in the AD era. 
It wasn't used in the BC area. And I'm trying to figure something out here because the Berbers, the, the Aboriginal Berbers, were people that looked like me. And um, I mean, when you look at Islam, Islam came to that region. And a lot of people don't realize that. Islam came to that region. It's not like they, they wanted Islam, you know? Berbers are the ancient inhabitants of North Africa, but really they have formed an actual kingdom or separate nation state. They have, however, formed dispersed community that came under a series of foreign invaders, the Punic settlers, the Romans, the Byzantines, the Vandals. If you know this family, it says the Punic settlers <coughs> who are the Carthaginians. Then they came in, then the Romans, right? Then it says the Byzantines. So the Byzantine Empire is totally different than the, the original Roman Empire. All right? It's the same Roman people, but on a different rulership. You had the Eastern and the Western Rome. The Eastern folks and the Western folks. So the Eastern folks took over the whole empire, the Byzantine. All right? And, uh, well, East or West, whatever. If I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But the Byzantine Empire took over after three-something AD. So at that time, the term Africa was already being used from the 2nd century BC. So in the Byzantine, the book that he's reading from is talking about from the Byzantine time period. So the word Africa already existed way before, 500 years before that. All right? So that's how I would address um, Ali Muhammad on that. But you see, we got the books to go back and check. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what people who deal with scholarship does. We go back and, and check stuff. All right? Um, let me deal with any questions in the audience. Anybody has any questions? My brothers asked about the um, the Taino. The Taino people in um in um in Jamaica. What what race were there? You see, you see, this is a very it's a very interesting. I don't know why they ask that question, but of course the people in Jamaica were brown skinned people, dark skinned people. So what is what is the problem? You know what is the problem? I I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, Sean Briggs. Yeah, Garfield. Um. Africa was a small part, the northern part. Yeah. And by the way, to certain people normally take on the name of their god. So maybe it was a god named Afri, a Berber god. Because there is a Berber god named Afri. But if it's a Berber god, what's the problem? The Afri people call themselves Afrika. What is the Ka? Because Ka refers to the, the geography. The Afri mentions the people. So those dark, at one point, family, they call all of Africa Libya. You see, you see a pattern. Sometimes you people call all of Africa Egypt. They call Ethiopia all of Africa. You see, it just depends on who and what time period. Ain't nothing wrong with the name, man. Get over it. And then the fact that you know that the, the people call themselves South Africans. Why are they calling themselves Africans if they don't? The people on the continent don't call themselves Africans. That was, that's like the dumbest thing, you know. But go ahead, Sean. Uh, no, nah, man, I, I ain't had nothing much to say, but just to add to what you were saying, um, I just think that uh, the argument is caught up in the name is ridiculous. It's, it's you know, it's, it's enough information out there to put things into perspective. Remember, he's trying to remove himself, continue to remove himself, and I'm, I'm referencing to uh, uh, Ali. He's continued to remove himself from the continent. Remember, his first, his initial premise, he comes out and he states, that in his teachings to him the most a lot uh 
the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told him who he was. So he didn't know, but uh, Elijah Muhammad, some kind, some kind of way, told him that he's an Asiatic black man. Okay? So that immediately takes him away from the continent. Then he continues to make another, another argument carefully that he is not African, that he is uh, an Aborigines. Hey, quick, quick, he, quick note. The picture, right? I'm going to bring yeah. this up on Wikipedia real quick. I'll show you something real quick. All right. Africa. I'm going to show y'all. You see, that's why you got to go back behind Ali Muhammad and check and check what he says. Because what's what's going to happen, family? We we yield to um his information and then his information does not add up. Does not add up. And I mean, it don't add up because he said that that God was taken by the people to war. The Afri God is not a war God. It's not a war God. And I repeat, not a war God. Let's check it out. This is Wikipedia, but let's just look at it anyway. Anyway, look at the picture he showed us. Right? This is the picture he had on the screen. Remember that? That's from the second century AD. Phoenician mosaic of the goddess Africa with four seasons. So this is not the picture. It's the picture around that we need to look at. He showed this picture. These are the pictures we need to look at. Deception. Deception number one. Look at deception number two now. Um, goddess Africa, also known as Dia Africa, was the personification of Africa by the Romans in the early centuries of the common era. She was one of the fertility and abundance deities to some. So now she doesn't, she's not dealing with no war. He said that when they took her to war. That's what he said. So two, you see, those are two things that's misrepresented already. And I, I, do I need to dig more into this really, family? This was during the time of Hadrian. All right? She's portrayed in some coins, carved stones, and mosaics in Roman Africa. All right? I don't even need to go no more into that. Just to show y'all, you got to check behind these guys, man. You got to check behind these guys. All right. Um, let me see if there's any more questions. Um, um, what up, Aunt? Hey, how y'all doing, fam? Uh-oh. <laughs> What's going on, big brother? How you been? Yeah, man, I'm hot. I seen that right there. Um, so let's just get this straight. Wikipedia is, is an excellent part to start at. And I think what the community will find that you can defeat all of their arguments with Wikipedia. You don't even got to go as far as we go. You know what I'm saying? They don't even live up to the standard of Wikipedia, right? And y'all need to change your mindset on what Wikipedia is and what it's not. It's an encyclopedia and it's comparable to any encyclopedia they got today. I'm just letting y'all know that. Whether you like that or not, I'm telling you what it is. So at the end of the day, I always start with Wikipedia and end myself in the journals. There's a lot of sources and references to get you started on Wikipedia. All right? A lot of sources and references to get you going. All right? And so just a light research just defeated Alibaba's argument. Light research. You know what I mean? Wikipedia. So if you can't get past Wikipedia, 
I'm sure you're not going to get past the Dagger squad, and I know you're not going to get past the Amaral squad, nor the Moss. It's just not going to happen. You know, get past Wikipedia before you start talking to us. Don't bring a Wikipedia deity and, and act like we can't just pull it up real fast and read that. All right? So, mm-hmm. you know, let's not get complicated. Uh, remember, remember we talked about the fact that uh, the community is really they're new and they're coming into things and you know level. So we're catching the new people. Eileen was catching the, the new people and they're misinforming them. It, it's okay. As long as we continue to do what we do, that's when we're going to win. So we got to keep beating the horse. Regular shows, plain and simple. Showing them all the mistakes. We can't even get into the back and forth personality because that allows them to get some up on us. Like, like Con Calloway. Uh, he refuses to address the issues. Like uh, brother uh, Sanchitos, you know what I'm saying? Flat Earth guy, you know what I'm saying? They're just ridiculous personalities at the end of the day. The information is totally ridiculous. I don't know what kind of parents they are, I don't know what kind of fathers they are, but what I do know is the information is complete bunk and complete foolery, and, and they can't get around nature. So, you know what I mean, Garfield, that was a prime example, right, of uh, showing you what the deity is, and so we can go into a deeper research on what that deity was, what time period that deity occurred, who who used that particular deity, and 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 and, and force him to give us a quote unquote uh, uh, reference on why she was a war deity. You know what I'm saying? Because different sources will give you different information on that. So she might been a war deity. Well, what does that got to do with anything? You know, yeah. we at war any damn way. So if we use a name of a goddess of war, then that's perfect for what we're doing in North America. You know what I'm saying? So yep. what is that? See, it's called, this is the prime example of a straw man's argument. What in the world does that have to do with us using the word Africa? What in the world does that have to do with us, with, with, with scientists using the word Africa to give you a location? You're going to have to use a word that gives it a location. Europeans are the first people to name continents. So you're not going to find a continental name coming from indigenous tribes. You know what I'm saying? This is the most ridiculous thing known to mankind at this particular point. How do you expect people to give you a daggone uh, 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 name of a continent when they hadn't explored the whole damn continent? Think about that for a minute. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, brother. Darius Matthews, I got to put you on the clock again. Modern dictionary, modern dictionary definition are not the truth. When humans were created, the land was one mass called Mesopotamia. So ah. that were the people named then, since you think you're so smart. Ah, oh, boy. You know what? Um, let me just address this real quickly. Hold on one second, my brother. Sorry, sorry for the interruption. We're going to get back to Brother Sanchito, a.k.a. Brother Sanchez, in a minute. Let me just bring something up on the screen and just, and just shoot this brother down real, 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 real fast. You see, because we deal with primary sources and deal with information a lot, sometimes you got to listen to the pseudos and hear them out. Then you got to come back and just beat them up in the head. All right? Let me, let me just share my screen real quickly, family. Let me just share my screen real quick and let's address this guy. Because after today, I don't want to see you put that in the chat again. That's why. And for the people that follow you, because you may have a following, I have to address it. All right? All right. So let's take a look at this real quickly here. Mesopotamia, right? The brother said Mesopotamia. Let's take a look at Mesopotamia real quickly. 
the Greek word Mesopotamia, it's a Greek word, by the way, where the Greeks writing during the time when the allegedly Eden argument started, were they writing? All right. But anyway, if they were not, it doesn't matter. The Greek word Mesopotamia, county, country between rivers, Euphrates and Tigris, is used for the first time by the historian who? Arian of Nicomedia in his account of the campaigns of Alexander the Great. Let me repeat. The Greek word Mesopotamia, country between rivers, is used for the first time by the historian Arian of Nicomedia in his account of the campaigns of Alexander the Great. He uses all the sources, and Arian applies the expression to what is now eastern Syria and northern Iraq. So that's a double dagger. That's a double dagger because southern Iraq was not called Mesopotamia until later on. In other words, Arian refers to the part that is now called Jezreel, the first to use the word to indicate southern Iraq to, in with Mesopotamia, was Pliny the Elder. All right, my brother? So I just want to clear that up for you. All right? Now back to my brother from the Amirah squad, Brother Ankh. All right? I, I, I hate to hear foolishness, man. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead, man. You were saying what though? What did he say? <laughs> he said that what? the whole world was called Mesopotamia at one time. The whole world was called Mesopotamia. <laughs> he dealing with that Bible. <laughs> but let's get back to Brother Sanchez. I mean, Brother Sanchez. Let's get to Brother I can't Sanchez. Get off of, I can't get off of the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's that Bible mind though. But that's that possible though. But I'm saying, based off the Hebrew tradition, the, the, I mean, what, what, what? See, watch this, and I'm gonna tie it all in. There might be a human tradition amongst a certain human tribe that actually thought that and they said that. So like the Egyptians have a point of origin where they mythology say they came from. The Mayans have the same thing. The Aztecs, uh, human beings all have, indigenous tribes all have their quote unquote cosmology. We can all agree to that, right? Yep. But one thing we have to understand is you cannot apply a tribal, uh, uh, another tribe. They all have different ancestors. They have, have all different viewpoints. So they're all, the mistake we have made since we've been in North America is to apply a Hebrew legend folklore mythology to us and to the whole world. It never was meant for that. A quick research mm -hmm. will show you that the Hebrews never circumnavigated the globe. They never, I'm going to say it again, they never circumnavigated the globe. So under no circumstance, what they even knew the majority of the world's populations. They just wouldn't have known it. So they have no way of knowing the whole world. So the God they were speaking of was simply the God of their world. You can read the Bible and tell what their world is. Their world had nothing to do with North America. Their world had nothing to do with Australia. They, matter of fact, their world had nothing to do with the other six continents. They only deal with one portion of Africa. That's why they mentioned the daggone Egyptians. And not the southern Egyptians, the northern Egyptians. They never went down south. They never did that. Their stories weren't created that. So we need to understand from a logical perspective that these cosmology stories, whether it's Mesopotamia was the whole world, were simply tribal origins of what they thought. It's not until later on that science can actually make a difference in understanding where the people come from. We now officially understand that all people, humans, come from the same source. 
Simple as that. Whether you're a no, native um, American Are you walking? And um, Unc, are you walking around? No, I'm driving. You couldn't hear me? So you sound kind of you sound kind of low. They're saying you sound low. Oh, I'm just turning it up. You hear me now? I'm saying yeah, that David, modern what? science has figured out based off of the amount, listen, based off of the amount of mutations that are that are on the continent of Africa, that Africa is the homeland of all humanity. Because every mutation that exists, you can find it in Africa first. The diversity. Here's the rule. Wherever the diversity is, is where that thing started out at. Simple. So we hey, now um, know I don't where think, come from. Um, I don't think people, I was saying to Sean earlier, I don't think people understand what the out of Africa theory is. And because they hear the word theory, they're like, oh, it's a theory. They don't understand a, a, um, a scientific theory is based on on um, testing. It's based on what scientists have already proven. And they just call it the out of Africa theory. A scientific theory is different than a regular theory. A scientific theory is based off actual facts. So they already tested this whole thing already. They just call it the out of Africa theory. And I think people misunderstand that when we say theory. But let me ask you this, man. Do you think that, um, for example, let's get back to Sanchez. I know you want to get into the whole out of Africa th theory. No, nah, I, I didn't. I just want to finish my point here. Okay, all right. Let's, let's point, point. Let's get to Brother Sanchito. Go ahead. Right. The point I want to make here is that no indigenous population had the technology, right, or the science to say where every single human being comes from. We are part of that generation now that we can tell you exactly where the human population started. Stop hating on yourself. Stop hating on your generation. Cut it out. I just want to make that clear. So not, that's why they call it mythology and folklore and legend. It's not based off of pure facts, right? It's based off of, it's based off of uh, grains of truth, you know what I'm saying? Folklore and legend, which is very, very important to indigenous tribes. Now we can move on to San Chitos. Why I'm calling him San Chitos? Because he'd be cheating and he'd be lying. And he's misinforming people and it's very, very dangerous. Ali Baba Muhammad, Khan Calloway, and San Chitos are dangerous to new people coming in. Plain and simple. Well, go ahead, Garfield. Hey, um, before you dig deep into him, we have to put him into perspective because this brother built his his platform on, uh, you know, debunking religion and using Kemet as a forefront. Now he has taken a whole like the others have taken a whole other 360 and and no, he never studied the language. So he can't read the meta -natures. So let's just be clear on that. But he's still using references of, of the ancient image to make his some of his stupid arguments, which he's incorrect in doing so. But I just wanted to say that for the people that are not familiar with the brother or who first time coming into knowing who Cheetos is. Okay. Hey, yeah, brother, brother Sanchez, I, I'm not familiar with the brother as much as you guys are, but I know he, he talks a lot of conspiracy stuff. And that's what, that's your biggest drawer. Because even when you find someone like him and another brother, um, light, 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 what do you call it? Light buzz. When him and light buzz debated, it was like an explosion. Two pseudos going at it. It was crazy. 
So the, the audience was nuts because we like the supernatural. We like, as much as we give up on religion and Jesus, we still caught up in the same religion we was colonized by. We love the supernatural. Have you ever been in a relationship, brothers and sisters on the panel, and the person who was breaking up or the person who lost the other person said, oh, you're going to see, you're going to get what's coming to you. What's going to come to you? Because we broke up. You see, we have that spook mentality that something's going to happen because you left me. I'm going to go in the back and cook up some prayer to make sure something bad happened to you. We so spookified. So whenever somebody breaks up with somebody like, oh, you going to see. What are they going to see? That they're not with your ass no more? We just so spookified, man. We always got to depend on something that something's going to happen down the line. Some God is going to come out of the sky and crack this and crack that. You know, it's, it's amazing. And you know what? I'm in the middle of writing my book, and I just thought about something. Why am I writing a book about misconception and misinformation about Hebrew Israelites? Why don't I put the aboriginals in it? Why don't I put the flat earthers in it? Why don't I put the Moors in it? Because they're all one bunch of crazies. So my book is going to be dealing with all four of those crazies that we're just gonna, I'm, I'm just going to have to address it. My book is a what you need not to follow, period. The craziness. Because this is what we need to look at with Brother Sanchez. Brother Sanchez talk about the flat earth, right? Let's say the earth is flat. How is that going to help you right now today? Saying that the earth is flat. What is it going to do? Is it a situation where the government poisoned us with syphilis and watched us for 40, 50 years to see how is it really affecting you saying the earth is flat? How is it affecting you? What is it doing? How is Brother Sanchez's information helping you to pay your light bill tomorrow. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about Brother Sanchez in that light. I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Because tomorrow I'm going to vent tomorrow on my morning money show. I'm going to vent about all these crazies tomorrow and why they serve no purpose in the community. Saying the earth is flat when there's tons of, let me use Gorilla Hebrew's word, a plethora of evidence with, um, with the earth being a globe or not really a full globe, but round. We have people from the BC era we have over probably, I could name 20 people right now who said that the earth was round or who wrote about it being round. They've always said it. So how is it now? Some people say it's flat. Then all of a sudden, the flat earth society, and now we, 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 we're a bunch of loony tunes. The next thing now, how are you going to use the Bible as evidence for the earth is flat? Or oh, it talked about a firmament. So now everything in the Bible is true? I didn't know that. Yeah, talking donkeys? Come on, family. Are we that crazy? Now we got these people talking about, um, Brother Sanchez talking about the DNA test. We're going to get into this right now. Now, family, hold on a second. I don't want to have the picture. Oh, Unc, you remember the, the website he went on? Or he does Google it, right? Where Unc at? It's 11.55 on the... um. On the Facebook Live, what I'm gonna do, family, on Facebook, I'm gonna ask y'all to um um I'm gonna ask y'all to jump on the YouTube. I'm gonna cut off a of Facebook. At least you know what? Let me write the Facebook a little bit more. All right. So what I'm gonna do is let me play a little bit more of this debate, and then we get it in some more. All right. Put it on mute. Put it on mute, brother. Brother Jabari started off the conversation, so we're gonna have to let Dr. Ali Muhammad close out, and then I wanna open it up. For both of you brothers to have a discourse amongst each other. Can I say something, sir? Yes, 
we're talking about one part of this, but there are really three points. I want us to get to those other three points. We, okay. We, um, okay. we have to talk about Africana studies. Dr. Ali Muhammad said some really bizarre things about Africana studies. All he right, said all right. Oh, we're going to get to scholar. We're going to get to Africana studies. We're going to get to it right now. Let me let um, Dr. Ali Muhammad get his last um, 10 minutes, and then we're going to switch subjects. All right, brother, um, Dr. Ali, the time is 10 21. Let's go. All right, brother Jabbar. I am okay, so I see what's happening. You're doing something that Polite tried to do to me in the debate. You tried to do some quick Googling to catch me into something for wearing this right here, right? As a to, 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 to insinuate that is anti African, but yet I'm confused about what I'm wearing. So y'all should not trust Ali because he doesn't know, he doesn't even know that this was only worn as a we're about it by beheaded Indians. Can I see? Could you stand up so we can see it? Yes, yes. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Okay, thank you. All right, so now the origin of wearing a feathered headdress, all right, is not a war bonnet. And see, this is why when, when we are fed in a war strategy, fed. A culture that we do have cultures that we do have a connection to, but the European is the primary interpreter of how we're going to eat that cultural sandwich. We are going to get diarrhea, constipation, and all types of other uh, symptomatic problems mentally when it comes to how we should educate. That was a gross error on your behalf. And the gross error on your behalf, which I'm about to expose very quickly. Is, is is symptomatic of Pan-Africans who know nothing about the Western Hemisphere's history and its Aboriginal inhabitants, exclusively because academia has made it uh, has made it something uh, that we should not even have to look at. The answers are already given. So let me help you out, Brother Jabari, and correct you on that blatant flop. All right, let me help you out. So you should be able to see this, right? You should be able to see this. The 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 origin of wearing what you're calling a war bonnet has nothing to do with anything but indigenous culture. This particular chief in the classical period in Bonham Peck, and this was left on the walls there. These are the peoples. These are not Mexicans that you see in Mexico today. According to anthropologists, all of these people with locks and other, even cranial deformation, which was a uh, 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 practice in classical civilizations in Kemet. This is all the way across the ocean, though, with this cranial deformation and locks and other uh, attributes here. But the Hold on a second. I'm sorry, family. I wasn't even showing the screen. My bad. See, I got to watch the, the audience because I'm playing this video. And nobody in say, Goffy, you ain't sharing the screen. Go ahead. Go this ahead, Ali Muhammad. This. this is not a war bonnet, brother. Okay? This is Kukul Khan. Kukul Khan later in Aztec history became Quetzalcoatl. And when we deal with who Kukul Khan is, we have to know. Hold on. 
what he said, Cuckoo Khan? What the hell is Cuckoo Khan? You got to spell that for me, bro. I got to look that up. Anybody in the audience know what he just said? Because I don't trust nothing Ali Muhammad says. Nothing against him, but y'all know I research. What the hell is Cuckoo Khan? Who in the audience knows what Cuckoo Khan is? Can somebody tell me what Cuckoo Khan is? I really need to know what Cuckoo Khan is or what he just said. Peace, um, Danny boy. What's up, brother? What's going on? Listen, what is Cuckoo Khan? The Olmex? Okay, can you spell it for me, brother? Hey, oh, uh, Garfield. Yeah. Is he saying C-U-C-U-C-O-N? I think that's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. That comes up as a clock. Oh, boy. Oh, he said, oh, Kul Kul Khan is the serpent god of Mesoamerica. All right. I Where, where's the word for it? Um, okay, Darius, you said everything come from the European. Can you show me a source or tell me where to go find Kul Kul Khan? Kul Kul Khan. Is a, he says a Mesoamerican god. Yeah, he spelled it K U L K U L K H A N. Cause and by the way, K H A N is a Persian Khan. That's Turkish. But hold we'll on. Or is, is he saying Q U E T Z A L C O A T? That's Kul 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 Khan is K U L K U L K H A N, serpent god of the Mesoamerica. Cool, cool, con. Okay, I got it. I'm looking at it. Plum serpent, featherhead serpent. <laughs> it's a Mayan snake deity. Okay. So, what was the uh, purpose of cool, cool, con? Oh, oh, let me get to. Let me get to it. Let's see if it's pointed right here. Is the name well, of a Mayan? Is the name of a Mayan snake deity that also serves to designate historical persons. The depiction of the feather, the feathered serpent, is present in other cultures of Mesoamerica. Kuku Khan is closely related to the deity uh Mats. Okay. This is the wiki link I'm reading from. But I you asked the question: what does it have to do with the conversation? It's a distraction. Yeah. I just told you what he does. He plants these little things to send us on a wild goose chase because we have to pull everything. We have to pull Ali Muhammad's information down line by line. That means when he, when he says a complete sentence, we have to stop it and then we have to research the entire freaking sentence. We can't let him talk for five minutes. It's got to be a sentence by sentence, point for point argument to refute the ignorance of uh, Ali. And for the listening audience to ask that question earlier, we do not have uh, the information on providing you clarity that he's an actual doctor. He did graduate. No, 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 no. He graduated from Temple for um for gym. He graduated for gym with a minor, yeah. I think, African American studies. Right now, as far as a doctor, he has his own 
what you call it? His own um you see what he did was this, this is what Ali Muhammad did. Did he do the cloud Let me tell you what he did. He made a fake temple degree thing like he's a doctorate from temple. He didn't get a doctorate from temple. He got a doctorate from his own organization, but he got a fake degree and showed us. He really did graduate from temple with a BA, but his degree is in gym, does gym and all that stuff, right? But as far as a doctor, he's a doctor in his own little thing that he created, his own little school he created. He's a doctor in that. But so he's, he's not a real doctor that's authorized from us, notified that um, a, a real college that we go to. His college or his school, he's a doctor. But he said he's a doctor from Temple, which was a lie. He did get a degree from Temple, but he got it in gym. All right? Let's just be clear. And on top yeah. of it, his real name is attached to somebody else's picture. So that's why we blew him up because the guy's name that came up, picture that came up, wasn't Ali Muhammad. So we like, oh, he stole somebody's identity. So that's why we went in on him because the picture wasn't his. They, they put a wrong picture up. It wasn't Ali Muhammad's picture. You know, it was his real name and everything. We found all of that out. But Ali Muhammad has a degree, a bachelor's degree in gym. You know, when you do physical education or whatever. That's when, when you normally play sports, that's for people who play sports because he was a safety in, in, in college, all right? He played college football. So now, as far as a doctor, that's just a name that he's carrying. That's all, you know? Like we call Dr. Sebi doctor. Dr. Sebi ain't no doctor like, you know what I'm saying? We call him doctor because he deals with that type of stuff. So he's trying to emulate Dr. Sebi. So he tried to do everything. Now he cures albinism. Now he's, you know... <laughs> So, you know, so he's just trying to emulate Dr. Sabi. That's all it is. That's all it is. So, you, know, you could take that as far as you want. But he is, he did graduate from college. I'm not going to lie. It's not, a, it's not a gym degree, but it's called physical education. That's gym. So that's why I call it gym degree. I'm not trying to downplay the brother. You notice I'm being honest. I'm yeah. being honest. But he did disrespect Dr. Clark. He did. He did disrespect he did. Dr. Clark. He did. Which, which tells my, my gloves need to be off when dealing with this brother. All right? Dr. Sebi is not a doctor in the sense of European science, brother, where you go and get your doctorate degree and your PhD and all that stuff. We call him Dr. Sebi because he was healing people. So we nicknamed him Dr. Sebi. If I'm incorrect, somebody could call in and correct me. So don't nobody say, oh, God, are you talking about Dr. Sebi? No. Dr. Yeah, no Sebi, doctor. Yeah. Nobody's not talking about no Dr. Sebi in a negative light. I'm just making it clear. He's a herbalist. So we call him doctor because he's healing people. All right? That's why we call him doctor. So let's just be clear. Hey, right. but back to, back to the point of the uh, cuckoo clan, whatever you want to call them. Why is he trying to steal these people's culture? These people don't look nothing like us. Hmm. What in the world, man? This is a Gulf of Mexico stuff. This don't have nothing to do with the argument. See, once again... Like I told you, this is a circular argument, bro. This is these are little speed bumps in the way to hide behind, man. Because he knows that if we're paying attention during a live stream, this works perfect. This actually works. But if this was a scholastic debate and uh, people in the audience were neutral, and they were fact-checking him as he speak, they would have came, man, they, they would have came out and killed him, bro. 
They would have came out and killed him. But I are we supposed to be that people? Like the listening audience that are watching this live are supposed to be that people to fact check the information on both sides of the argument and draw an honest conclusion to call BS when it is BS. And no, because it sounds good and we don't know what he's talking about. We just like, oh man, this is new age information. <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I got to say this. And, and by the way, I love Dr. Sebi. I love the fact he brought awareness to how we eat. The brother Ink Bully said and said to beat the feds in court for curing AIDS. Facts. Now, Ink Bully, I'm not trying to talk bad about Dr. Sebi, but brother, if you read the court records, it doesn't say that. That's all I'm going to say. So I don't want nobody calling up anybody. Yo, you heard golf. He said it's about Dr. Sabian and try to bring division in the community. Listen, brothers and sisters, the problem why we get misled by a Dr. Ali Muhammad, by a, a dad by, hey, by a, I'm sorry, I apologize. Ali Muhammad, by um Sabi, by not Sabi, I mean the host, uh, by uh, Ali Muhammad, a uh, uh, Dane Calloway, um a uh, 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 brother Sanchez. The reason why we get misled because we refuse to read. We refuse to read. Remember when he put up about the god Africa and he said it was a goddess of war? Because I know, this is what I always go to Lord Abba with. I said, Lord Abba, why aren't you worshiping a Moorish god? Because if the Moors are the original Berbers and the Berbers' god was Gerzil, why aren't you worshiping Gerzil? I always say that to Lord Abba. Because I know about the god of war. Because it's it's documented by Porcupus or Porcipius. All right? So I've read it, the primary, in English. Because I can't read ancient Greek. All right? So now, family, we need to do our own. <laughs> DJ Blackchild got me cracking up right now. I'm sorry, family. But we need to read ourselves. Go and read. Go and read Dr. Sabi's records. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to talk about Dr. Sebi again. You go and read it. And then anytime I go live on Thursday or I go live Monday to Friday. And by the way, you see, I got 400 people watching right now because we see contention, right? What about Monday to Friday when Garfield is doing the morning money show? Why aren't you tuning in from 830 in the morning till 10 o'clock hearing about economics and how you could build a future for you and your family? We got over 400 people watching right now. How many of y'all got life insurance? How many of y'all got life insurance? Press one right now. But y'all love the animosity, right? <laughs> all right. All right, family. But then again, go and read the records. When did Dr. Dre get his PhD? Exactly. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> we got 421 people watching and we only got 82 likes. Come on, man. Let me get some likes up in here, family. Come on. I'm not playing the rest of this debate until y'all put some likes up. I'm going to pull a sonnet on y'all right now. Come on, family. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, family. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got life insurance. Put that one up. It's Coach Ali Muhammad. Put some respect on his name. Coach Ali Muhammad. All right. When Brother Ung comes back in, we I'm going to have a serious conversation <laughs> with him about the out of Africa theory. Uh, refresh. Is more? Okay. My bad. All right. Oh, oh Garfield. Yeah. Garfield. Go ahead. Go what's ahead. His, what's his name, Garfield? Coach. Coach Ali Muhammad. <laughs> Coach Ali. Coach Ali. 
We're going to put Coach Ali in. He can't say I'm disrespecting. He's coach. He's a coach. coach. Yeah, he got a degree in it. He got a degree, he got a degree in the length of gym shorts. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. I need 500 people watching live, man. Come on, man. Let's get some more people in here. Oh, we're going to get this right today, family. We're going to get this right. And hey, we're going to deal with the Artie, 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 listen, Artie. Once they see, I, no, 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 I don't think it's the man's. It's the Peru people. He said, why aren't you talking about the gay shit that man's were into, but nobody want to be indigenous after that. And that's something that I'm going to put up. That was supposed to be some pictures in my book. <laughs> you know, Yuhura Jobs, peace and love, family. How you doing, man? No, you know I ain't bogus. Come on, man. You know that. <laughs> um. All right, let's see. Let's and this see, is the goose chase, bro. He man, he pulled out these people. Look, he took a trip to uh to South America or whatever, Mexico, or whatever he did, right? Mm -hmm. And and this and this he went to go look at the land or whatever he did, you know. Who did that? Um uh Coach Ali, remember he said he went he went down there and visited these sites, remember? Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Okay. Put some time down there. And it is in this trip, it is in this trip by the brother that things changed it is in this trip because he was pro-africa he was he was uh he was all of that you know he still was in his islamic ways but he was pro-africa and after this trip he began to do a whole 360 now he was and he i think he took this approach because nobody in the community at this time was arguing that and he couldn't win a street corner debate with polite or unk them. So he started doing something different. And this is Coach Ali being different, you know. And um, I guarantee you that he didn't see anyone that looked like him in his trip. Phenotypically speaking. And notice that every time that he has this conversation in this in this debate or this this whatever we want to call it weigh in with Jabari, he continues to go back to science and then he'll defy science in a second sentence. He'll, he'll use scientific literature in one sentence and then he'll defy it in another sentence. This is, this is deliberate to push his agenda and his narrative. Hey, keep talking, keep talking. And the other problems that I have is the fact that if we're going to go point for point for Ali and all of this, is that we got to slow him all the way down. When he has five or ten minutes to talk, that ain't slowing him down. Although it is allowing him to get all his ignorance out, you know, it, it messes up the bill because it's throwing people off. The, the people that need to be engaged, it's throwing them off because of the way he's coming across. And then he deliberately takes these stabs at certain aspects of Jabari's position in his conversation, or he'll bring up Unk's name in the conversation to deviate from the ignorance that he, he just put on. So he'll say something stupid like this kooka clown, and then behind that, he'll come with something else. So when we continue to hear him out, he's going to get way off the kooka clan and get on to something else real quick. Yep, you're right, bro. Man, what now, is you me, pulling up? Let me play. That we do have cultures that we do have a connection to, but the European 
is the primary interpreter of how we're going to eat that cultural sandwich, we are going to get diarrhea, constipation, and all types of other uh, symptomatic problems mentally when it comes to how we should educate. That was a gross error on your behalf. And the gross error on your behalf, which I'm about to expose very quickly, is, is, is symptomatic of Pan-Africans who know nothing about the Western Hemisphere's history and its Aboriginal inhabitants, exclusively because academia has made it uh, has made it something uh, that we should not even have to look at. The answers are already given. So let me help you oh. out and correct you on that blatant flop. All right, let me help you out. So you should be able to see this, right? You should be able to see this. The 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 origin of wearing what you're calling a war bonnet has nothing to do with anything but indigenous culture. This particular chief in the classical period in Bonpec, and this was left on the walls there. These are the peoples. These are not Mexicans that you see in Mexico today. According to anthropologists, all of these people with locks and other, even cranial deformation, which was a, 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 a practice in classical civilizations in Kemet. This is all the way across the ocean, though, with this cranial deformation and locks and other uh, attributes here. But the focus is this. This is not a war bonnet, brother, okay? This is Kukul Khan. Kukul Khan later in Aztec history became Quetzalcoatl. And when we deal with. Look at Jabari's face. Look at Jabari's face. Yo, he's saying Kukul Khan is the Indian headgear. That's what he's saying. Hold up. Hold up, family. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to play it over. Is, is, is symptomatic of pan Africans who know nothing about the Western Hemisphere's history and its Aboriginal inhabitants exclusively because academia has made it uh, has made it something uh, that we should not even have to look at. The answers are already given. So let me help you out, Brother Jabari, and correct you on that blatant flop. All right? Let me help you out. All right. So you should be able to see this, right? You should be able to see this. The, the the origin of wearing what you're calling a war bonnet has nothing to do with anything but indigenous culture. This particular chief in the classical period in Bonpec, and this was left on the walls there. These are the peoples. These are not Mexicans that you see in Mexico today. According to anthropologists, all of these people with locks and other even cranial deformation, which was a uh, 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 practice in classical civilizations in Kemet. This is all the way across the ocean, though, with this cranial deformation and locks and other uh, attributes here. But the focus is this. This is not a war bonnet, brother. Okay? This is Kukul Khan. Kukul Khan later... Now, ladies and gentlemen, he just said Kuku, it's not the war bonnet, it's Kuku Khan. Now, everybody who was indigenous, who claimed indigenous, you heard he said it. 
He said it's not Noir Bonnet, it's Cuckoo Khan. There you go. So now, family, is he correct? Let me listen. Let me let me watch y'all in the audience right now. 1 800 518 2817. You show me Cuckoo Khan. They are Mexican, you see, today in all Mexican Spanish DNA. All right, let's see. Who has the answer? Is he correct? Is he correct? I know that's not the head. That's not the headdress on it on, on his shirt. We know that. Cuckoo Khan. <laughs> Woo! See, this is the problem, man. This is the problem. Nobody answering. Somebody said, I'll show you a cuckoo negro. <laughs> Look at Jamari's face. Look at Jamari's face. I told you. Yo, this is priceless. Yo, you gotta Yo. love Jamari, man. Jamari's like, Yo. this guy's a nut. This yeah. is just too easy. We deal with who Kukul Khan is. <laughs> we have to know indigenous. There is not one person who is in these tribes today when you go through these areas and areas I've been to myself. Who knows hey, the real stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. He said that there is no one in these tribes today, right? When he makes that statement right there, what evidence does he have that says before the people that are there today, there was another type of people there? You can't let him off that point. And we did. And we did. What he just said is the people that are there today were not there before. If you listen to what he just said, what evidence mm -hmm. does he have that proves that, that there was a different people there and when? Hey, hey, by the way, suicide prevention hotline. Everybody go subscribe to my brother's channel, man. Suicide prevention hotline, 1-800-PRO-PROVE-IT. Go subscribe. The, the Flat Earth, brother, we got a video for you right there, man. We got two videos. When Sanchez got frozen by them crazy dudes over that team, and we got another video with um where he showed the astronauts in the ear who were videotaping from a phone or something, and they was talking about the Flat Earth while it was up in the air, and they showed the curve Earth. And then he goes, oh, I don't believe NASA. If you don't believe NASA, who you believe then? Who you going to believe? You going to believe Sanchito? Come on, man. Y'all weak. You have to have a uh, primary source, right? Good anthropology, all right? Or you have to be favored to understand the basis of all Aboriginal culture, which is nature and astronomy. Kukul Khan, the feathered serpent, is a constellation in the sky. And the Ahau chief, would wear this as a sign of his initiation into those particular studies. I am not wearing a war bonnet. I am wearing a symbol of a constellation. And so let me go further. So that's done. 
These are not Mexicans, even though they're in North America. We'll go further with this, but let me come off of this and show you something that's very, very important to this concept of we built great structures and pyramids in Egypt and other things. First of all, I never said or tried to disconnect you from Kenya. That's not what I'm doing. What I said is African-Americans, according to Pan-African and geneticists, and when they merged, Amon Rosquad, other people, Timo Cyrus, according to what I've heard from them and according to what I know that's coming from geneticists, Africans American, African Americans are primarily West and West Central in origin. It does not mean that they cannot practice the cultures of Kemet and Nubia and East African cultures, right? Because they see themselves as pan-Africans. And so that's fine. I am simply saying that is not your lineal people. It does not divorce you from having the ability to adopt those cultures. There are some uh, African-Americans who are Buddhists. I'm pretty sure they're not saying that they have lineage because they're people with dark skin in India. I think they embrace Buddhism because they like yoga and the peace of it and other things. And so when African-Americans embrace Timid, they're embracing a classical civilization on a continent that they have connected themselves. All right? I'm pretty sure the Akan during their contemporary period, right, were not wearing arms because they had a relative culture. Post-slavery, we do these things because it's an opportunity to us for us to connect. Hey, hey, stop, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Pause it. Oh, damn. I, I can't wear no unk now or then or whenever. Stop that. Go ahead, brother. Hey, hey, so um, what is the fertility symbol in West Africa? What does it look like? What does the, I'm going to ask again. What does the fertility symbol in West Africa look like? I'm just asking. If you had to compare, if we're going to compare symbols, because I'm just using his methodology. If we're going to compare symbols, what looks like an onk and what does not look like an onk? Why does it look like that? Have we researched that? The fertility symbol is the, it looks exactly like the onk symbol, which is a symbol that, that means what? Life. The fertility symbol in the Nile Valley and the fertility symbol in West Africa are parallel. Both exemplify life. Why is that? And we can't keep letting him up off his bull. I told you he makes a crazy statement and then he attacks uh, Afrocentricity without understanding what Afrocentricity is or African-centered studies is. But Ankh is back, man. Ankh, you set up? Yeah. Hey, they woke up a sleeping giant, boy. All right. Let me um let me address one more thing that Ali says. Let, let me play the rest of this. All right. And then um I want to play the comment that he made. If I don't play it tonight, I'll play it Thursday. Um, of Pan-Africanism. But let's let's hear him out. Let's hear the rest of until you take a course at Aboriginal University with us or a mainstream <laughs> university so that you can actually understand the material. My next sharing with you is this. Where are we right now? I 
Pyramus Pyramid several times. All right. This was this this is in North America. This pyramid is in North America. Now, who built it? Why did they build it? Build it. Did some Eurasians build this pyramid? Do they have the history and the discussion of whether it gets very vague? Right? But I'm only showing you this because you mentioned monuments and Kemet and other things. All right? African Americans' descendants did not build the pyramids in Egypt. We visit them as tourists. This pyramid is highly likely that your direct ancestors built it. And we go all the way across the Atlantic before we even go to a place that's relatively close. The flight is probably about five hours. This is the Teotihuacan complex. He all over the place. Is a part of a mega group. Hold on, hold on. What he said this was? Hold up. What did he just say this was? What? Right? But I'm only showing you this because you mentioned monuments and Kemet and other things. All right? African Americans' descendants did not build the pyramids in Egypt. We visit them as tourists. This pyramid is highly likely that your direct ancestors built it. And we go all the way across the Atlantic before we even go to a place that's relatively close. The flight is probably about five hours. This is the Teotihuacan complex. They're very Didn't he say this was in North America? Didn't he say that a while ago? Let's let's go back a little bit. Let's let's listen to him again. Of course, an Aboriginal university with us or a mainstream university so that you can actually understand the material. My next sharing with you is this. Where are we right now? I've been to the top of this pyramid several times, all right? This was this this is in North America. This pyramid is in North America. Now, who built it? Why did they build it? Build it. Did some Eurasians build this? pyramid do they have the history and the discussion of what this, it gets very vague right but i'm only showing you this because you mentioned monuments and kemet and other things all right african americans descendants did not build the pyramids in egypt we visit them as tourists this pyramid is highly likely that your direct ancestors built it and we go all the way across the Atlantic before we even go to a place that's relatively close. The flight is probably about five hours. This is the Teotihuacan complex. That very picture that I showed you from Bonham Peck is a part of a mega group of Aboriginal people who are responsible for all these monuments. These people are being shuffled under the rug so that you will not know the global presence of Aboriginal peoples. Now, let me go further. Let me come off of this and go further. Because I'm dealing with concepts and I'm dealing with Europeans who are very, very shrewd. Not only are they shrewd, they mock us. They mock us because they don't, they know we don't know the power of words. The power of words. Jabari, I have heard that you are a priest. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, I am. And you study the indigenous languages in Africa, Metonetra and other others, do you do that? 
Say again, I'm sorry. You study the indigenous languages of Africa, the Middle East. Yes, okay, great. So you know the power of words, brother. Absolutely. If they're, in if they're in African language, American language, etymology, you just mentioned that. Check this out. I have to share this with you. We, you just said that you're a Pan-African, right? And many of us say it. And I know what you mean when you say that. But you don't know what you mean when you say that. <clears throat> I'll show you that you don't know what you mean because there's no way you would name yourself a pan if you knew this. <laughs> Hold up. Before he says anything, before he says anything, after this, I'm not going to play no more of this video. I'm done with this video after this because it don't make no sense. We watch no more. Matter of fact, no, 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 no. I'm going to wait. Jabari respond. Then, then I'm going to. Um, wait. God of the most freakish, weird, homosexual thing. Like, are you going to name your child Pan? Like, this is Pan. This is Pan Inyame. This is this is Pan Nexter. Nobody with sense is going to do that because well, well, what is violating, we, we as indigenous people right named now. our children because the name was supposed to imprint some type of, uh, of, of, of or reflect the energy of the birth of that child. We are walking around calling ourselves Pan, a Greek god of homosexuality, and Africa, a white goddess. And we're saying we want to unite the world and we can't even get to the point that we recognize like, yo, we're being insulted and now by default, generationally, we're insulting ourselves and we consider ourselves uh, academics. One minute, Dr. Ali. And so let me come off of that. Let me come off of that. Because that, that's, that's actually a trivial point, but it's important. The, the last thing that I want to share with you is this. We know we are, we know we're all from Africa. We, we don't stay up on the latest information. All, see, when you, when you subscribe to something from the white man, you better do it all the way. Because when I say subscribing to something from the white man, I don't mean divorce it because he's white. What I mean is look into it very closely. And what I'm about to show you is what you should look into very closely. This is the latest information on the out of Africa theory. A phylogenetic view of the out of Asia, Eurasia, and out of Africa hypothesis in light of recent molecular and paleontological finds. The substantiability of the out-of-Africa hypothesis was addressed in light of recent genomic analysis of extant humans, homo sapiens sapiens, and progress in Neanderthal paleontology. The examination lent no support to the commonly assumed out-of-Africa scenario, but favored instead a Eurasian divergence between Neanderthals and homo sapiens sapiens, and an out-of-Asia Eurasian Hypothesis according to which all other parts of the world. So they're saying now, they, they've been working on this for a long time. They already said the oldest hominid is in Europe. Look at what they're saying now. I'm going to show you the map. This is the current map. The current map is they started out in Eurasia and the Khoisan, the uh, Buti, and the Yoruba came and Neanderthal. So now this is. But there you, is no you tell me that source? That again? Can you give me the source? Absolutely. Let me scroll to the source so you can see it. Old Fort Arneson. All right, it's time. Time, Ali. Okay, we asked me a question. Let me get like ten seconds. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. All right. So what I'm saying with this is, we we we're outdated. I don't I don't agree with this at all. But you who agree with evolutionary biology as it's being taught because you believe in the out of Africa theory, they're going to change this on you. They already did it. And so what I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, is you better build institutions. 
to do real peer reviews because what is happening is the same thing. They swept the Aboriginal thing under the rug because they didn't know, want you to know that you are talking of this and out of Africa theory is bogus, that you're an Asiatic. <laughs> All right, family. Wow. Damn. What was his last words? What was his last words? Replay the very last words. They had Floyd Mother Mayweather on the ropes. This is that source. That again? Can you give me the source? Absolutely. Let me scroll to the source so you can see it. Old Four Arneson. All right, it's time. Time, Ali. Okay. We asked me a question. Let me get like ten seconds. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. So what I'm saying with this is we we. We're outdated. I don't. I don't agree with this at all. But you agree with evolutionary biology as it's being taught because you believe in the out of Africa theory. They're going to change this on you. They already did it. And so what I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, is you better build institutions to do real peer reviews because what is happening is the same thing. They swept the Aboriginal thing under the rug because they didn't know want you to know that you were the autochthons of this particular land. And now they're saying the out of Africa theory is bogus. That you're an Asiatic. <laughs> All right, family. Wow. Damn. Powerful, powerful right there. We never seen Floyd Mayweather stagger in the ring. Now you heard how he ended that sentence, right? Floyd Mayweather on the ropes. And the Floyd only, Mayweather. The only I just want to hear Jabari beat up the whole thing about the pan and then I'm going to turn it off. I've seen enough of this. We need to deal with Brother Sanchez and Dan Calloway and some of the information that's put out put out a video about DNA responding to us. He don't call us by names, but then they got this big, crusty, big dude that's responding for Callaway that's calling my name, calling Unk, calling Jabari. So he sent his little hitman crew out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to respond to that too. But let me play Jabari's part and then we close it out. why I'm staggering with this because I'm laughing. <laughs> Floyd Hold on. Floyd Mayweather trying to throw the dad, trying to get Ali off him. But come on, man. What do y'all want to do? Um. Brother Jabari, do you want to go into the question and switch it up now? Or do you would you like Dr. Ali Muhammad to go first and switch it up to the next topic? I, I want to respond to what he said. What do you think, Ali? Oh, I, yeah, I have no problem with how we carry on. All right, now, look, Jabari. If, if he responds to what I, what I said, right. then that's going to have... That's going to let Ali have to come back with another yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to Okay, okay. So, Brother Jabari, in responding, let's go to five minutes now, okay? Is that good? Okay, that's good. Okay, five minutes in your rebuttal, then we're going to give Ali five minutes, and then we're going to switch off to the next topic. The time is 10.35. You got the floor. Oh, yeah, by the way, the brother Yuhura just made a great comment, Sean. He said that the reason why Ali said he don't believe it, the minute Jabari asked for the source, that's when he's like, oh, I don't really believe it. So why are you showing it on the screen? Why are you showing evolution? Why are you showing anything regarding that? And you don't believe it? Because Jabari asked him for the source because you know Jabari went and got the source for it. Oh, brother. Yeah. Family, I, I just, you have to hear that. The pseudo scholarship that we just heard. <laughs> what? He tried to connect the word pan with the deity pan. Why? Because they sound, they sound similar? He didn't show you any etymological basis for that. Just because they sound similar? There are a lot of words that sound similar. So you tell me that when people in um in, in 
Latin America say that pan is also a word for bread? They're talking about a deity? Come on, brother. Just because two words don't sound the same, you have to do more work than that. You can't just show us a deity and say, when I say I'm a pan-African, I'm talking about pan the deity? That's ridiculous. That is that 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 side of type of scholarship does not belong not only in the university, it doesn't even belong on the street corner. That's really, really poor. And then he shows us a bunch of pyramids. And I want to be very clear, family. Some people get confused about this. We see pyramids or Merkuti all over the world, right? In many places. The oldest ones that are true Merkuti are in Africa. We need to do much more work to prove that these great Africans traveled around the world long before the Tamhu did. That doesn't mean that we have our origin in America. That's not what that means. It means that Africans made great journeys. That's what that means. And so I want you to really hear that showing me a pyramid. I don't even know why he showed the pyramid. I don't even know what was the point of that. We, I, I've been to the top of that Merkuti as well. I, maybe you think that because I think I'm an African, I don't look at what our children have done around the world. I travel extensively. I've been there. But what does that mean? What? Because you can see one there. The oldest one is in Africa. That would actually seem to posit that that particular period, I'm going to show you an image from my book, Seven Little White Lies and Conspiracy Destroy the Black Self-Image. That would seem to posit that Africans were the ones that made those early journeys. This is the first Mirkut, created by an African by the name of Joser and designed by his architect, Imhotep. All right, I'm gonna leave it here, family. I'm gonna I'm, I'm leave it there. I'm gonna play the rest of it on Thursday, but I got my brother Unk in the building. You know, Unk is a busy man, so we're gonna, we're gonna deal with a lot of information that I think is relevant for the community. We got 473 people watching. Share the show, like the show. On Facebook, I'm gonna come off of Facebook right now. Facebook, thank you for tuning in. If you guys want to jump on, let me put the YouTube link on the, the Facebook chat so y'all could jump on the, the YouTube and, and watch the rest of the show. And thank you guys on Facebook for tuning in for the whole time and checking this out. All right. All right, so I'm gonna end the live video on Facebook and then we're just gonna deal with um YouTube. All right. So shout out to the YouTube family. Thanks for staying the whole time. And you know we're going to be on for a couple of couple of hours as usual. It's now 12:42 p.m. on the East Coast. I want to give a shout out to um ISUC. These these guys made a claim yesterday. Dr. Mayat was calling me, but I was knocked out, man. I had an early flight. I didn't get I got like 2 hours sleep. These Hebrew brothers, I met them last year in Virginia. So they put up a challenge for me. And um, it's very amusing. I'll play it later on, though. But, um, yeah, um, what's on your mind, brother? Go ahead, brother. I just like, I mean, I don't even think people understand what a true pyramid is. Um, the structures he showed us were not true pyramids. So I just suggest everybody look up what a true pyramid is. Uh, it's, a, it, it, it's a marvel. You know what I'm saying? It's an engineering marvel. You'd be able to have smooth sides on your pyramids. So, you know, I just don't want to hear it. I think Jabari was kind of alluding to maybe, you know, we traveled around the globe and built pyramids. 
or, or came close to it or taught somebody something. I just want to say all that is incorrect. Um, it's just a blatant on everybody's part. It's a blatant disrespect of the real God, which is nature. The ultimate force that permeates through the cosmos is nature. No matter what name you call it, there are forces at play that do not allow a human being to jump up and keep going. It pulls you back down. They do not allow you to dive in the ocean, you know what I'm saying, and just stay there, breathe water under, you know, breathe underwater. There are forces at play here. Gravity, levity. The water is a force. Oxygen, protons, neutrons, all these are forces. You know what I'm saying? Uh, brother Santitos makes the ultimate mistake. He talks about the poles. Please. I'm saying go look up where the pole is. It's, it's the north and the south pole. It's the axis. It's where you get the, the earth spinning. Why? What creates poles? The magnetic forces that come from the center of the earth. So if you're mentioning poles and North Pole and how magnets, uh, magnets attract to the poles, then you're absolutely saying that there is not a flat earth. To mention a pole where the earth spins on its axis, right, where it gets thrown off its axis and creates a tilt wobble to the earth, which creates the situation where the monsoons every 10 or 15,000 years travel from South Africa up to West Africa or up to what they're now calling the Sahara, where the Sahara changes from desert to grassy plain is based off of the earth spinning on its axis and getting a tilt to it. These are the things we must understand to engage in these conversations. That at one minute, you're saying that the earth is flat, but in the next argument, you're talking about the poles and the magnetic forces. It's complete ignorance on subject matter. So one minute, uh, Alibaba Muhammad is talking about the Africans or the, the, the indigenous people getting to the Americas and showing different phenotypes and talking about phenotypes and talking about the first people, but yet in the other sentence, denying evolution. The only reason why you have the diversity in phenotypes, the only reason you have the diversity in Homo sapiens sapiens is because of evolution. Evolution creates the diversity, transformation in different environments. The forces of nature creates the diversity for survivability. So you'll have a fish, you know what I'm saying, with gills that has been transformed to an environment to stay underwater. You know what I'm saying? You have seals, you have sharks, you have whales. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you have mammals that can stand water, like dolphins. Dolphins can't breathe underwater, but they have the ability to hold their breath for long periods of time, just like whales. You know what I'm saying? So why can a whale breathe oxygen, come up for oxygen, but yet a fish can't do it with gills? What's the point? What's going on here? It's called the forces of nature are transforming these living organisms. And so I don't understand how you can say you, we, we the oldest people. We're the first people. But yet shit on the theory of evolution. Because the question is this. And this is something none of them will be able to do. Mark my words. 
none of them will be able to do this. They'll say that they're different phenotypes. They'll say that we're the oldest on the planet, but absolutely none of them will be able to explain the why. I'm gonna say this again. People listening, people talking crazy and reckless, Sanchitos, Khan Calloway, Alibaba Muhammad, none of them will be able to explain to you the why. Why is it that we have the phenotypes that look like Chinese? Why is it that we have the phenotype that looks like uh, uh, quote unquote Australians? Why is it that we have the quote unquote uh, phenotypes in North America? Why? Why is it when you go to the continent of Africa, if you have the sand people, you know what I'm saying, that look totally different from the West African people, that look, look, look different from the Nigerians, that, like, that look different from the people in Ethiopia? Why? Why is it that all human beings don't just look alike? Why do they have different color eyes? Why do they have different color skin? Why? So when we give you the why, we're laughed at. Do you know why we're laughed at? Because understanding the why, right, is the real deep study of nature. And nobody wants to take the time to get the deep understanding of nature or the deep understanding of what you would call God. So really science is the study of God. Take away that word. Science is the study of the natural world. If you do not have a natural God, you do not have a God. You have a myth. You have folklore. The natural world is the real power that these people are taking away from. Absolutely none of them will explain you the why without using mythology. I'm going to say this again. The names I just named will never be able to explain why. They'll only give you mythology. None of them. If they claim to be a teacher, tell them to explain this and tell them, do not use science. Do not use scientific articles. Do not use scientific concepts. Do not use none of that and explain why is it, why they can't do it. So I'm done with getting mad at them. They're just talking. None of them can use what they claim to build a functioning community. Ali Baba Muhammad, he has to use telephone systems, which requires uh, the understanding of white man technology. Y'all miscalled white man technology. People will get sick in these townships that they will build. They will have to use white man's technology. They claim in white man's science. They'll never be able to use what they call indigenous medicine. They'll never be surgery. People get hurt, hurt in accidents. They'll need surgery. You know what I'm saying? Get out of here with that. You're not going to throw no herb on no broken leg. Somebody get hurt, trauma, break a leg, uh, spleen gets splattered. It's going to take surgery. It's going to take technology. It's going to take certain things, heart transplants. Like, get out of here with that crap. They're dreaming and you're following their dream. So I never expected for millions of people to follow us. I never really expect that. Remember, the majority of the crowd always goes the wrong way. We call it the pack mentality for safety. We're looking for a few good black men and black women that will be dedicated to the study, that will actually read a book on genetics, that will actually read a book on evolution, that will actually read a book on how is it that Mother Earth and the forces around her are so powerful that it will transform everything even water dripping on a rock for a million years, hundreds of millions of years will form the Grand Canyon. I'm gonna say this real slow for you. The forces of nature are so powerful 
that water dripping or water running will form a canyon that will later on be called the Grand Canyon. That's how powerful water is. Gravity is so powerful that you need jet engines to escape the ground. And if you don't think that these natural forces will transform you as you go in different environments, you're out of touch with the real situation that's going here. We are wanting to teach the level, plain and simple. They want to be the only teacher and be the greatest of all times with complete foolery. And here's one that will always kill them. They always talk about the Dagger Squad, the Amaral Squad, you know what I'm saying, the Massey, teach white people information. So here's a challenge to con Callaway because he's conning people. Here's a challenge to brother San Cheetos because he's cheating, robbing, and stealing the people. Here's a challenge to Ali Baba Muhammad and the 40 Thieves because he's robbing and stealing and faking out the community. Here's a challenge. Please explain all that you want to explain without using any white people information. I bet you they can't do it. Oh, they all caught up into the quote unquote conspiracy theories. We, we, you know, you know, we, we deal with the conspiracy theories, you know what I'm saying? Because we know they're lying. But yet you use the same people. Give me some black people original conspiracy theories. You won't find them. They're all pushed, right, by white people. So I'm totally confused at this point. Why people who are just coming in don't just simply understand what I'm saying. Challenge your quote unquote teachers to teach you something that has nothing to do with white people. Oh, I wrote a dictionary on melanin. That's what Alibaba Muhammad said. Why are you using the word melanin? The word melanin come from Greek speakers. They coined that word. Look it up. Why are you using it? What do you mean you're going to use a lab? Hmm, really? So I find this whole situation buffoonery. Back and forth, this and that, right? And turn around and witness against themselves. Come on, man. So I'm saying the community as a whole, I never expected everybody to be in agreement with what we're saying. I'm saying get to the level because the world is using the level against you. Oh, so Sanchito says that human beings first come from the North Pole. Really? So let me get this straight. You use a map created in the 1700s or whatever it was, a map as your evidence. So you got one piece of evidence, right? That you're claiming to be evidence, which is based off of folklore and communication back and forth with two white people, white person map. And on this side, we got the fossil record, we got the DNA, we got structures, we got folklore, we got all these things. You use one item to claim to defeat the fact that human life started in Africa. I think it's a travesty. I think it's out of order, you know what I'm saying? And I think we best to get working because to continue along this path of pseudoisms has actually officially destroyed our community of really thinking. It has destroyed critical thinking skills and it has left us with a bunch of fools teaching the masses. That's all I wanna say, brother. Hey, Sean, go ahead, Sean. Where's Sean at? Sean dropped off. 
Hey, I wanted to um ask you a question. Why do you think people hold up on the have a problem with the out of Africa? Is it the hatred for the continent? Because I think the perception of what we think of what Africans are, I think we fall in the trap of, of, of what the religious people fell into. Because um, if you look at how Muslims look on Africa, how Hebrews look on Africa, all these Abrahamic faith, they feel like they have to come over there and save us. So they have to give us our religion, give us this religion. And because we are not civilized enough. So what is it about the folks who are now claiming aboriginals? Have, have, have they, are they now the Abrahamic faith rejects who don't want to get, get in touch with the Abrahamic faith? So let's just hate in Africa. And now I want to be aboriginal because I want land. And I want you to get into the doctrine of discovery and why this whole land argument don't even make any sense. Go ahead, brother. Garfield, man, they don't understand the out of Africa theory because they refuse to study the out of Africa theory. They don't even know it's two theories. You got the out of Africa one and the out of Africa two. The out of Africa two deals with homo sapiens sapiens. Most people listening right now don't even know that. How can you defeat something that you have not studied? It just seems like we know everything. We don't. But the problem is we've been through all these stages. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So I'm telling you, for the last 20 years, I've traversed through all these different schools of thoughts, and I've come to the conclusion that the study of nature is the only way to defeat our problems. Our problems are natural problems. Our problem stems from the refusal of hard work. It's like a person to play basketball but never put the work in and think he's going to compete against somebody that's putting the work in, right? And so... Uh, Con Calloway dude does a video misinformation on DNA and, and all types of different things. Uh, Lion, uh, Lex Luthor, whatever his damn man's name is, talking about people should kill us. Like, it really is it all of that. Like, I, like, these people are sick and they need mental health. This is the truth. And they're all caught up in cults and false religion. This is what they're doing. It's a cult mentality. None of them can build a community without anything I'm talking about. And so here's a good one for you, and none of them can get around this. You can call yourself Aboriginal, Elbow, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. You can call yourself whatever you think you are. I dare you go build a community and not have your medicine be evolutionary minded. The community will quickly get sick and die. You'll be rushing them off to the white man's hospital. This I promise you. I promise you that. Go to a place. Don't immunize them. Do all the things that you claim is fake. I dare you. But guess what, y'all? They will never do it. They will never, ever do it. You know why? Because we have understood you know, out of 300,000 years of human history that these are, these are certain things that are, that are essential to human beings' survival essential is to understand how life transform a great example is viruses how about cancer why is cancer so hard to cure well for the record they do cure certain cancers that's a fact everybody don't die from cancer but why is cancer so lethal because it transforms it's a living organism it wants to transform and it transform to fight against the science that has come against it i'm gonna say this real slow cancer transforms based off of mutations that allow the cancer to survive in an environment against medicines that have been created for it 
Simply put, life wants to survive and it will transform to survive. That's why everything is diverse. That's why cancer is so diverse because it's diversifying to survive in the, um, in the environments that was created by the medicines that we come up with. Same with viruses, polio and all that. It's transforming to survive in the, um, in the environments that is created by our modern medicine. So we create certain antibodies that fight certain viruses. Those viruses fight back by transforming in the new environment created by us, the environment created to destroy these viruses. I don't know how clear I can make it. You will not survive without evolutionary medicine. You can go and disappear and I'm going to get away from white people and go somewhere and the pathogens and viruses around you will absolutely kill you. So it's important for us to raise our children's scientific literacy with scientific literacy so that they can go into the workplace and understand that becoming a doctor is very important for our community to understand the forces that want to kill us. There is no way to defeat white people who use science without science. I'm gonna say this real, real slow because science is a two-edged sword. You can use science to build a community by creating medicines to fight against the pathogens, or you can create science to kill humanity. But there's only one way to even realize that they're killing you is by using science. We got to get this. I'm going to say this again. Our community, the only way we can protect ourselves against science is to have science. This is very simple and very, very easy to understand. Y'all tripping if y'all think you're going to have medicine. How about the herbs that don't work no more? Why do certain herbs stop working? Because the, the entity that it was created against has now transformed. Another simple example is this. Five rats. You give them rat poison. Three of them die. One of them gets sick. One of them is not affected. Those two rats now have babies. You administer the same poison. Now four, now one die and four survive. Why? Why? Because the rat surviving systems has transformed to deal with the new poison in the ecology. This is life. Life will transform to survive. So I don't understand why we fight against the truth with the lie. It's simple. So Garfield, you asked me, why do they fight against the outer Africa theory? Because they fight against their true understanding of themselves. The outer Africa theory, too, is really the study of original people and how they were transformed in different environments to survive as the human race crazy so i don't even get mad no more right i don't expect to have a million followers i just expect to have intelligent people and intelligent people clearly understand what i'm saying I'm not calling people stupid i don't want to do that i'm not because i don't think our people are stupid they just have been fooled so much 
by white people, Chinese people, black people, that they don't know what to believe. So I'm offering you a solution. The solution is scientific literacy, simply understanding your environment, how your environment works. That way you can tell when somebody is tricking you. We give you proper methodology. That way the Dagger Squad can't trick you. That way the Amaral Squad can't trick you. That way the Mossy Clan Warrior can't trick you. That way Malachi York can't trick you. That way uh, Phil Valentine can't trick you. That way Dr. Ben can't trick you. That way John Henry Clark can't trick you. That way nobody can trick you now because now you're looking at nature, getting clear cut answers and you can realize who's telling the truth and who's not. That's why I can sit up here with confidence Right. I have the ability to put things through the strainer. I can actually strain out the lies. I can measure the truth. I can measure when Ali Baba Muhammad talks about we are an indigenous people to America. I understand that there's a specific ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. I understand. And she is ferocious. I understand that it takes a certain level uh, uh, of sailing to get across these things. I also understand that even if a population of Africans made it by sea, right, how many came? And if it was 10 of them, right, how is it that their genes aren't left directly in the native populations right now? How is that possible? And even if they came over here and met other people, and it got absorbed into the population. You know what I'm saying? We still will be able to see traces of it. Why can't we see it? Hey, we um, become ignorant. Let me ask you this. I mean, when I look at the the um, you know, you know, in Peru, they got a they got a museum with a lot of homosexual um figurines for Peru. They got some stuff for the Mayans, and I could have been nasty. I mean, I remember three years ago we was debating Quincy Hot, and we used to bring that out. He wouldn't, he wouldn't claim them native native indigenous cultures no more when he saw the, the, the plethora, let me use guerrilla Hebrews word, the plethora evidence that these cultures were very homosexual. And the fact that the primary evidence is still alive, so they can't say the white man made it up, and these are 800,000 years ago, they have images of sexual intercourses with men with men, a lot of that, men giving men blowjobs, you have the woman mating with women, so all of that activity, I bet you once that that's if I decided to go that route, they probably would have run from it. I don't even want to use that tactic because in every culture, you're going to have some people that do shit that you don't normally do. But at the end of the day, it has come to the point, brother, that they hate they hate Africa so much. They're now gravitating to a culture to get land. So now with the with the with the doctrine of discovery now, I don't want to go the homosexual route. I want you to explain to them because I was explaining to some brothers yesterday. Um, they put me in this group and I'm telling them that the doctrine of discovery is law of this land since the 18, 1800s, 1830s or 1820s. And you're going to have to remove that or overturn that with the Supreme Court for you to actually say, hey, I own land, et cetera, and this land and such and such if you're, quote unquote, indigenous. I mean, if you if you if you claim to be one of the five civilized tribes and and in Oklahoma and all this stuff with the land, that's different. But land in general, you're going to have to go the same route anybody goes and buy the land and pay taxes on the land and claiming something is not going to help you. And I think people think there's a way out. Because you want to claim indigenous. I, I feel the 90% the, the, the of them think that if they claim indigenous, it's going to help them. They're going to get some of that Indian, quote unquote, Indian money or whatever. That's what I think. Hmm. Let's go to the chat room, Garfield. 
I like right. to always there, there are some very, very intelligent people in your chat, brother. Uh, you got brother Rob, Black African Power. You got Zane Montego, right? Black African Power. Brother Rob says, he says, uh, he is saying embrace science so we can understand how to use it as the ultimate tool for our liberation. Nature is undefeated. That's a damn fact. Nature will born you and nature gonna kill you. She is undefeated. Zan Montego says, superbugs are viruses that mutate with resistance of cellular defense. That's where vaccines and medicines come in. That's a fact. So, I mean, we have a lot of intelligent people. So I will never get this made. I will never stop teaching, right? Y'all need to study cults. These brothers are creating cults, right? Religious cults, because you're not scientifically literate. If you're science, if you practice scientific literacy, you won't get tricked. You know what I'm saying? Scientific literacy is the ultimate tool against the charlatans that come amongst you and try to fake you out, like Malachi York, like Phil Valentine, like all the pseudo teachers before you. They're misinforming you and they're transforming you into religious dummies. So really, man, we need some we, we need some psychological evaluation before we even get into the study of our history. We need to solve those problems first, because why is it that we leave one religion and get into the new religion called the conscious community? Mm -hmm. It has officially been religialized. New word, mm -hmm. religialized. Go ahead, Garfield. So what do you think? What do you think is the end game? Uh, Sean, you on the panel too, and Cheryl, what do you guys think is the end game for these abos? Because they can't get the land. They can't get land unless they legitimately have to prove that they are part of a tribe. And sometimes DNA plays a role. They don't believe in DNA. And these these native folks who are under the federal government, how are you going how are you going to claim land if the and say that the treaties gave you land when you don't want to be involved with the federal government and have a tribe that you claim. So if you don't claim any of these tribes, how are you going to get land? That's what I want to know. What is the game? What is the end game? You know, Anybody, can, the end game is. Anybody can respond. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what the end game is real fast, Garfield. Garfield, here's, the, here's a real fact that some of the people that are claiming aboriginals really are that. And a simple DNA test will tell at what level. And when they do that, right, they're going to keep their mouth shut and just get whatever money they're supposed to get and leave y'all standing in the goddamn water to drown. I'm going to say it again. Some people claiming this really do have DNA that will tie them back to North America. They really do. But based off of ignorance, they won't take the test. But when some of them do, they'll take that test and it will prove their position. Will they then come out against people lying about DNA? Will they do that? No, because it now supports them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Hey, you know, in the in the Freeman in the Freeman case, the Freedman case, there's a case where the um the, the 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 judge actually overruled because they actually used DNA and they said, Oh, this percentage of DNA is not enough. And the judge was like, No, you could tell by the science, the judge could tell by the science that the folks was connected to, I think, the the, the Cherokee or the Chakwa. And they did it. So now we got Dane Calloway. Thanks for bringing that up, Timbuktu. 
98% of African Americans are Aboriginal people. And he actually used DNA in that article also. But I just, I, I just really want to know what the end game is. And let me ask Sean. Sean, I don't know if you're there or Cheryl, if you guys want to chime in for one second and let me hear what you guys got to say. On what, Garfield? What was the question, though? I was asking Cheryl and them what they think the end game is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that. The whole thing is just kind of crazy. Um, so there's no telling what their end game is. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to do on the morning money show. I'm going to do a whole broadcast on how to raise funds and raise money. It, I don't know what group you're part of. And the purpose of it is to show that even after you fail at this, there's an option for you to pull your minds together and get funds and try to invest in properties, real estate, because real estate is going back to pre-2008 prices. And real estate is where 90% of all billionaires come from. They come from real estate. I've been in real estate. I mean, people have borrowed my credit over the years. Some of them messed it up by, by not paying their mortgages because I used to sell my credit for people to buy houses. And that was a way I used to make money after the stock crash. And let me tell y'all something. Real estate never fails, family. In, in Georgia, it did fail for a while after 2008. But it's back up and running. I think you guys got a better chance to pool your resources and open a store or do something instead of running down this aboriginal nonsense. I really do. I think I think economic empowerment is something we all agree on. My brother Unk, if, you're in the, if, you, if you are in the Georgia area or surrounding areas, my brother Unk, has opened up a store. How many people we know in the conscious community been selling stuff their whole life and can't even open up a damn <laughs> open up a damn bank account, not even to open up a store. You know, our lie, we don't we, we use the same system, but then we beat up on the system, but don't use the system to better our lives. How many of us have life insurance? If y'all want to stop all the shooting right now in your neighborhood, if everybody got life insurance, you see how quick the quick the quick the killing stop. Imagine everybody under 26 get a life insurance of a million dollars in your community. You think that these insurance companies ain't going to put some programs in and jobs to make sure y'all ain't killing each other? Listen, man, we could claim Aboriginal, Black, Big Head, whatever, Alibaba, whatever you want to claim. If you get life insurance in your community, you see how quick how quick the crime rate drops. You see how quick the killing stops because the insurance companies are in the business of making money, not paying out money. They don't like that. So if 500 people in Chicago got killed last year and they all had a million dollar insurance, that's $500 million they didn't want to pay. All right, what is addressed to Brother Ong's store? He'll give it out. I'll put the website up in a minute. All right, but Brother Ong is around. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Brother. The end game, the end game is, is that it's a hustle. It's a way to try to get a group of people together to hustle up supposedly signatures or an existence by name to think that they're that these people that they call the devil that are evil to them are going to give them something. The same people you chastise and you call them all these names, you're going to go before them and ask them to give you land or to give you money or to give you something. You know, it. it I don't I don't know if this is a fake reparations plot or whatever, but it is just it's bad. It's badly coordinated. It's out of ignorance and it's scientifically stupid. 
That's my two cents. Yeah, you, hell, hey, hey, Sean, you know the the end game is there is no end. They can keep you going. <laughs> right. <laughs> you gotta spend money to buy the next book. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Malachi York was. It wasn't no end game, yo. Just kept going, yo. <laughs> hey, you know, we're seeing that though. We're seeing that it's a brother in the, it's a brother in the chat that's doing it right now, man. I seen him come up with a fictitious argument like a slave trade in reverse and say that Indians were a part of the slave trade. And then you ask for evidence. He's working backwards. That's why I said methodology is so important. And he kept on asking me why am I rejecting his information? And I said because you already started with a uh, with your conclusion and you ain't even did no you know what I'm saying. It didn't even go through the hypothesis stage. It didn't make it from a hypothesis on to the next stage. You just immediately said this happened like with no evidence to substantiate what you're saying. Like everybody got to slow down and understand what y'all saying. What you're saying is like learning methodology and, and understanding science. These are tools that we can use to combat some of this information and correct a lot of the misinformation, but at the same time come to a better conclusion as a people. But when you get when you jump and ship and you all over the place, it's ignorant. Can you see my screen? Uh -huh. Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is a book everybody should get. And I want every so-called native claimant to get this book. It's called The Other Slavery. All right. Now, um, the uncovered story of Indian enslavement in America. Nobody, I've never heard Unc, I've never heard Cheryl, I've never heard Sean, I've never heard the Mossy Warrior Clan, I've never heard the Amara Squad or anybody from Dagger Squad said that slaves, that Indians were never, never slaves. All right, now this book is from 2016. So this is recent scholarship, very, very recent, right? Now, at the beginning of the book, right, if you look at what he writes here, the contents, you see what he talks about, the Caribbean debacle and all that stuff. Now, let's look at what he says at the beginning, at the forward for, 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 um, for the slave trade, for not slave trade, for slavery. Let's see what he says. He has maps. He has all type of stuff. All right. Um, he talks about the very word slavery brings to mind African bodies stuffed in the hole of a ship or a white apron maids busting an antebellum home. All right. I'm not going to read that part. Let me scroll down here where it talks about how many slaves and so and so forth. So you guys could see for yourself. Uh, all right. And by the way, to the, the, the so-called Indians and natives also enslaved other natives because they was trying to be like white folks, just for the record. All right? And, and that is well documented. All right. Let me show y'all. All right, here we go. Here we go. When I began researching this book, one number was of particular interest to me. How many Indian slaves had there been in the Americas since the time of Columbus? My initial belief was that Indian slavery had been somewhat marginal. Even if the traffic of Indians had flourished during the early colonial period, must have gone into deep decline once African slaves and paid workers became available in sufficient numbers. Along with most other historians, I assume that the real story of exploitation in the New World involved the 12 million Africans carried off across the Atlantic. But, I, but as I kept collecting sources on Indian slavery in Spanish, Mexican and U.S. archives, I began to see things differently. 
Indian slavery never went away, but rather coexisted with African slavery from the 16th all the way through the late 19th century. This realization made me ponder more seriously the question of visibility because African slavery was legal. Its victims are easy to spot in the historical record. They were taxed on their entry into ports and appear on bill of sales, wills, and other documents. Because these slaves had to cross the Atlantic Ocean, they were scrupulously, one could even say obsessively, counted along the way. Let me read that again. Because these slaves had to cross the Atlantic Ocean, they were scrupulously, one could even say obsessively, counted along the way. Tax purposes. The final tally of 12.5 million enslaved Africans matter greatly because it has shaped our perception of African slavery in fundamental ways. Whenever we read about slave markets in Virginia, a slave in into the interior of Angola, and whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. Let me come down to the Indian, Indian slave trade. Indian, not Indian slave trade. Indian slaves. Here we go. Look what it says here. Historians working on all regions of the New World have found traces of the traffic of Indian slaves in where judicial proceedings, I thought they were hiding it, official inquiries, and casual mentions of raids and Indian captives in letters and assorted documents. Considered in isolation, a couple of hundred Indians here and there do not seem to amount to much. But once we contemplate the breathtaking geographic scope of this traffic and consider its full chronological sweep, the numbers are astounding. If we were to add up all the Indian slaves taken in the New World from the time of Columbus to the end of the 19th century, the figure runs somewhere between 2.5 and 5 million slaves. Now, he said 2.5 to 5 million slaves. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listening, this is additional to the 12.5 that came to the Americas from Africa. Now, ladies and gentlemen, 2.5 to 5 million were slaves in the Caribbean. Let me be clear. This is in the Caribbean. Because remember, you had natives living on the land in the Caribbean. So those people, they were slaves. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, as far as um, South Carolina, yes, we do have records of the 50,000 that was taken in the 1700s after the Phillips War. I am aware also of the 50 that was taken, 50, let me tell you, 50 that was taken to the Caribbean after the Pequot War. I'm aware of all of that. But for us to run around and act like there was this big slave trade with natives, y'all were slaves in y'all own lands. That's the bottom line. All right? I just want to make that clear. And anybody who wants this book, by the way, to read it for themselves, you know where to hit me up, daggersquad1 at gmail.com. I got one more book I got to recommend before we get off the air today. There's a, there's a book by William Dever. And this is for people who study the, um, the biblical text. The book is called Beyond the Text, An Archaeological Portrait of Ancient Israel and Judah. And why this is important, I'm going to tell you all why this is important. It ain't got nothing to do with the Bible. It got to do with the archaeological records that they find. That's why it's called Beyond the Text. And this book came out last year. So this has all the up-to-date archaeology. All the up-to-date archaeology. Biological time periods and uh, um, the science of archaeology and anthropology and all that stuff um, for Israel and Judah. So this is beyond the biblical text. He's going to show you all type of evidence that you can find. All right. So if you want any of these books, just hit me up 
um, at daggersquad1 at gmail.com. All right? All right, guys. Back to you guys. All right. Um, let me, um, yeah, he brought that book up the other day. Yeah. It's a, it's a good book, but it doesn't have what they, what they claim it says. It doesn't say what they say. They try to say some big slave trade happened where they were traded to Africa and all that stuff. Trust me, family. Garfield has checked all of that. Yeah. Well, with Dr. Ali Muhammad, it's sometimes it's, 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 it's weird to debate these guys because they say things that there's no source for it. So it's hard to develop a, a strategy how to deal with like Ali Muhammad because he's always going to make things up. With, with, with Dan Calloway, all the folks, um, what do you call it, that, that loves Dan Calloway. We like the fact that the brother wants you to think for yourself, but I'm going to reverse it on him right now. I'm here to make you think in reverse. Whatever he has taught you, I'm here to make you unlearn it. Same with Dr. Ali Muhammad. Whatever he has taught you, we're gonna have him unlearn it. Um, with 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 the brother, um, brother Sanchez. I mean, brother Sanchito. It's kind of easy to deal with him because, um, and we we you know it's kind of easy to deal with him with that craziness. But um, we got somebody for him that we're gonna deal with this flat Earth thing. We're gonna set it up. And so that we could broadcast it on both channels or whatever. Or we do one on this channel and then do one on his channel. We're going to set up a debate. There's a brother by the name of Jay. We call him Jay Vodon. That's going to deal with the um, with the flat earth. That's going to deal with it. All right. Um, <laughs> the brother said, I want to debate a college diploma reading bachelor's of science with no degree field on the diploma. <laughs> hey, one thing I got to tell y'all, man, in my book, I got a I got a part in my book that I'm gonna prove that um the Exodus didn't happen using the biblical text. And it's gonna blow people's mind. It's gonna blow people's mind when I drop that. I'm gonna prove the Exodus didn't happen using the biblical text. I'm gonna use the biblical text and show and prove. That all this tribal stuff was made up by writers. And I'm going to show you based on what the scholars say. And I'm going to show and prove it. I'm going to demonstrate it. So that people could see it. I'm going to show a methodology that the, 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 the exodus didn't happen based on the biblical text. Well, Garfield, that's your, that's your real expertise. And I mean... Like, ain't they not getting around that? The, the study of text. I mean, that's what you use. And I got to let the secret out, Garfield. Uh, when you go to theology school at Harvard and Yale and, and these theology schools, uh, they have courses in doing exactly what you do. So a preacher that believes any type of uh, uh, sect of Christianity, when they go into these theology schools, they immediately get broke off and beat the fuck up. Excuse my language. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm just telling you. They critique the text. They know how many mistakes is in different texts. They know they can't prove who wrote the text, the original text. They know all these things. You learn this and you learn the whole nine yards. Like, for instance, they already know that the authors of the new, first of all, they don't know who wrote the Gospels. Right. That's a fact. No one knows. Right. They, they know for a fact that whoever wrote these Gospels. Right. Besides the ones that were actually uh, they claim that was written by Paul. Okay, 
they know that it was second generation people that were literate and Greek. I'm gonna say this again. The literacy level of the people that wrote the New Testament would have had to have been second generation. What they do know is, is that in Palestine and Judea, during quote unquote Jesus time, right? These people, the, the, the Hebrew people weren't literate in Greek. They wasn't going to Greek schools. You had to spend money to go to these schools. They wasn't doing it. And so the disciples weren't literate and Greek to even write it. Second generation, meaning that it's, it's so, so like if you go to me and you go to college and we graduate, our children go to college and graduate. That's what be the second generation. These are the things that they know and nobody debates these things. And so the job that you do on the critiquing of text and really putting it together, yo, that's why they can't get around you with that, bro. Yeah, this Hebrew brother um issued a challenge. I thought it was kind of funny. He was in um, Dr. Ayat yesterday, and Come I was on, sleeping, man. and I came in early. I had a flight, and Dr. Mayad called me, and I couldn't even answer the phone because I was knocked out. I wish I'd dare answer the damn phone, man. Damn. You got to be tired. Issue. They can't get around you. They can't get, come on, Garfield. Okay, let, let's do this for a minute. Let's go to San Cheetos for a minute. This is what I want to show you how ridiculous they are. So uh, I got them. I got them cheating. I always catch them. Whatever I do, I keep getting them. Now, li now listen, all the fans of San Cheeto and Con Callaway against DNA, let me show you how easy it is to defeat y'all teachers. So I want to deal with San Cheetos, right? He talked about DNA tests. So this is what I want to do here. We're going to do it real easy, real slow, right? Put them in checkmate, and I refuse to debate y'all on this. Share my screen. Let me show you how easy this is to beat them nuts. Hey, Sean, what time is um the show after this? Monster Warrior Clan. Is it right after or y'all got a time for that? Nah, right after. All right, because I'm going to close out probably in like 30 minutes unless Unc want to go on. I'll just no, go I don't want to go on because it's over with after I drop this. Can y'all see the screen? Yes or no? Yes, sir. Now, right. you see we have what? Where are we at now? Too fully. Yeah, DNA you. test kits, right? Let's do the 2497, right? That's where we where can you buy that at? Walmart. Walmart. So San Cheetos. You can also get it at Walgreens. San Cheetos talking crazy and reckless. Go back and listen to his show. He talks about this test. He said, Y'all niggas think that y'all can go to Walmart and know who you are for $24.99. <laughs> and I'm saying, okay. And he cracks some funny jokes with it. He said, you get your DNA test in one aisle for $24 and go to the next aisle and get a feather. And now you think you this, you that, you that. Okay, I'm laughing at this point. And I say, well, hmm, $24.99 or $24.97. Let me stop right here for a minute. First of all, what he was making was a straw man argument. So does y'all know what a straw man argument is, right? He's trying to say that based off of the price of the DNA test, that it can't be real and authentic. That's a straw man argument. It, because people could give you free DNA tests, that would not change the authenticity of DNA. So he's arguing against DNA being real by using the price of it. We call that a straw man argument. Right or wrong, Garfield? You're right. Straw okay. man. 
So he's straw man argument. I just want the listening audience to know what a straw man argument is. I mean, that has nothing to do with the validity of the test because the test could cost $10,000, right? Or $24 or $5, right? That wouldn't change the authenticity of it. It just wouldn't, right? So I'm looking at it. He's cracking $24.99. So let's, let's click on this $24.90, $24.97 test. Let's see what it really is. See what's going on here. So I'm looking at it, right? And it says 23andMe personal genetic service, right? Huh. And I'm looking at the box. Why did it switch? Why did it do that? Damn it. So I'm looking at the box. I'm saying, let me read the box. Let's make the box bigger, y'all. People listening. Can y'all see the box? Yep, we can see it. So let's read the box. Let's do what Santitos didn't do. So now I got people mentioning my name, talking bad about the real work. They don't even read boxes. He didn't even get to the point where he can go buy one and open it up and show the people. He's so dumb, he won't even read the box. Because guess what the box <laughs> says, y'all? The box says, buy kit. Okay, try to be 24.97. Number two says, choose your service and pay lab free online. I'm going to say this again. First, you got to buy the kit. That would be $24.97. Second step will be, so he never got past the first step. Second step will be, choose your service and pay lab fee online. What's the lab fee? $69 for your ancestry. Or if you want health and ancestry, $169. Then you go forward to provide a saliva sample, right? Receive online genetic reports. So we see right here, ladies and gentlemen, that the pseudo is at work, that they not only don't read books, they don't even read the cover of boxes before they start talking shit about Brother Unk, Umrah Squad, and the Dagger Squad. Now, do y'all see the level of commitment to foolery that's going on? Let me hit the <laughs> rewind again. <laughs> he cracks jokes. It says $24.97, two-day free shipping, right? He's cracking jokes about the price, as if the price of the genetic test debunks DNA. But it doesn't, straw man. But he hawkins for about two straight hours on a $24 test. Y'all think for $24, you get your real, you can't get to know who you are for 20 all this. But the fact of the matter is, if he'd have only went one next step, Read the cover of the damn box. At this point, I'm in tears, laughing, stomach hurting, that he's so crazy with foolery that he doesn't even read the box, y'all. The box says buy the kit, which would be what? $24.97. The second step would be choose your service and pay lab fee online, meaning there's another fee included. You can even get the ancestry test for another $69, right? Or you can get the health and ancestry for $169. So at no point does this whole service cost you $24. As a matter of fact, if we do our math, let's see. Let's do some math here. Let's say $24.96. Seven cent plus $69 gives you a grand total of $93.97. Okay, that's the total cost of that. If you want to go the other direction, do the health and the ancestry, that will be $169 plus 
$24.97 gives you a grand total of $193.97. At this particular point, right, it's hard to deal with the Alibabas of the world. It's hard to deal with the con Callaways who refuse to respond to him robbing and stealing white people information and misreading articles and using them to support his foolery. It's hard to deal with sand Cheetos who's cheating, who will not even read the cover of the box. Hmm. They officially in checkmate at this point and watch he will not respond to this, but he cracked jokes. He talked shit for hours about brother um, I'm the raw squad. Dagger squad. You feel yep. me? This yep. is this is the thing that really makes me laugh. Ha 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 ha. I got you. Crazy. What was that on the screen? Hey, that's I want you, I want y'all to pay attention to this because the brother just brought this up in the chat about the um about the dog test. Right in Canada, I want y'all to pay attention. I talked about it on Friday. I talk about it again right now. Right. Um, hold on a second here. Can y'all see this? Hold on a second. Hold on one second here. Are you sharing? Um, Onk, you're still sharing. I'm gonna stop. Let me see. No, I'm not sharing. All right, cool. You got me. You sharing me. All right. Hold on a second. Let me. All right, hold on. Let me put it on my screen. Let me share me. All right, so this is what I want y'all to see. There's an article. I could put it in the chat. Y'all could take a look at it. It's about um, the dog DNA stuff. The dog DNA is actually tied to Dan Calloway. Why you say that, Garfield? Dan Calloway ain't in Canada. Guess what? They got an indigenous scam going on in Canada too, where they have this company that's claiming that they're take, checking your status. But basically, anybody who takes a test becomes a native indigenous person in Canada. So they give you this ID, say that you're indigenous. You see, the same scam. You have to wonder if these people are working together or what, what is going on. The bottom line is the person sent his chihuahua in. And when his chihuahua did the test, they came back and said the Chihuahua was indigenous. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this ain't got nothing to do with 23andMe. It ain't got nothing to do with African ancestry. It got to do with the DNA company that's actually doing it. They running a scam, an indigenous scam. All right? So, ladies and gentlemen, don't try to put this on what real people are doing with information. All right? This ain't got nothing to do with... 23andMe and African-American ancestry or nothing. Now, the company the name is CAPC. They will arrange a DNA test and collect the samples from prospective members. Keyword, prospective members. If the test confirms a person that has at least 1% indigenous ancestry, it's another $80 for membership in the group and a CAPC card. So that's what they're trying to do. Try to make people indigenous in Canada. The same thing Dan Calloway is doing here in America. Craziness. Let me play this video real quick too, man. Let me play this video here. My brother, New World Order in the building. How are you doing today, brother? Um, let me go to his video real quick. 
these Hebrew Israelites doing the damn thing. They talking about Brother Garfield. You hear them now, my battery too low. This is another New Black World Order TV Productions. Uh-huh. Chopper, chopper. Now, Osias, what did you what is that you said about uh We had a peaceful, you know, meeting. What was that last year? What was the event? But I did tell y'all not to start no argument at Black Unity Day. So you, but, never, you're but we never argue. We, right. we, well, see, what people what people misunderstand about us is when we're in our pocket, when we're in our grid, when we're in a camp spot, that's where you see all the disagreements at. But when you start seeing Israelites sit down and talk right. and start going over the doctrine, it's always peaceful. But, see, people don't really know that. But, right. but, but this is what we're saying. But a few minutes ago, you were saying no, that. No, a few minutes. I'm going to tell you exactly what I said. Run the camera to it. What did I say? Garfield's a what? Israelite. There you go. So now, here's the thing. Dr. Maya, Garfield's an Israelite? <laughs> you don't want to believe that. You don't want to believe that. Dr. Maya, well, holding me down. Yeah, family. So th those brothers calling me out, and it's all good. I ain't got no. What happened? What happened? <laughs> called me out. They, they asked Dr. Maya, "Is Garfield an Israelite?" <laughs> she said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Let me see them again. Let me see them again. Hold on. Let me let me put it out. They do. They they're not popular and all that stuff, but they popping in Virginia. You know, they, they're my brothers. I saw them last year, right here. <laughs> Y'all not starting no argument at Black Unity Day. So, you, but, never, but we never argue. We, right. we, well, see what people, what people misunderstand about us is when we're in our pocket, when we're in our grid, when we're in a camp spot, that's where you see all the disagreements at. But when you start seeing Israelites sit down and talk right. and start going over the doctrine, it's always peaceful. But, see, people don't really know that. But, right. but, but this is what we're saying. But a few minutes ago, you were saying that. No, a few minutes. I'm going to tell you exactly what I said. Don't run the camera to it. What did I say? Garfield's a what? Israelite. There you go. So now here's the thing. Dr. Maya, Garfield's an Israelite? Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't want to believe not. that. You don't want to believe that. Not. But guess what? I'm, but guess him, what? I'm trying to get him on the horn right now. Absolutely not. But but guess what? But guess what? Um, we can have a discussion. We can sit down. Y'all can set that up. Right. Right. Because because what we do is we like to do uh honorable dialogues for anybody. Anybody in the in the community. We will do a uh, sit down with you and we'll have a fun. Uh, all right. You know, just a little fun, you know. Hey. Good luck. Let me, That's all I can say. Let me, <laughs> let me know. Let me know when you want to drop. Where they at? Baltimore? They're about to. They're in Virginia. Virginia. They're in Richmond, Virginia. Where they located at Oh. Yeah, I was supposed to, to take a trip. I was too. <laughs> I had to take that trip, man. I was too tired yesterday, man. I came home and slept, man. Now, nah, let me know when you want to go down there. Yo, we can sit down and take the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King yeah. D said, Johnny, I fact-checked his last video. Dane was wrong on several claims. He said that I don't spell his name right, so that's why he can't flag the video. Oh, okay. All right, I continue to, to misspell it. Thanks for the information, brother. <laughs> Hey, 
Hey, his name is Con Callaway, yo. Shout out to Brother Sanchez, by the way, too, because although I don't agree with him with, with the Jesus talk, he made a video that they have when he's talking all this devil stuff that Uncle Shook did. That was just crazy. I just watched it earlier. Hey, Errol Holmes, peace and love to you, bro. Hit me up, man. Hit me up. Um, Lisa Darcy. Oh, yeah, some devil shit he was talking about, man. But 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 Brother yeah, Sanchez on a God know that I believe in the devil. <laughs> yeah. They're just characters. <laughs> But yep. he, he man, he did all that. <laughs> people mind don't be ready for that at all. They gone. He didn't lost about a thousand people on that move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am free, man. If you feel I don't have no sources, that's fine, brother. That's fine. I just showed a source about the Indian slave trade. I don't what more sources do you want me to show, man? Not slave trade. I'm sorry. Indians mean slaves. All right. Right, the slave trade stuff is there's no evidence, there's no sources. I mean, Jack Forbes has it in his book, but what he's quoting don't have a source, so it's his opinion. I got time for opinions. Who? Um, is a Dan Callaway Jack Forbes uh, is the people people are really sourcing that they don't know that they're sourcing the dude named Jack Forbes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't realize that, but once they realize it, it, it still ain't gonna change. No Sleep Enterprise LLC. I checked that last video out too. He was wrong on several claims. Be careful. He flagged me twice. Manual copyright strikes. What's manual copyright strikes? What's that? He said, What? So it's getting to this. Mm. So, where, where you reading that at? Now the brother um in the chat in the chat he's saying it right now. What did he say? He said what? In the chat. He's in the chat right now. I'm trying to see what he said about copyright strikes. No sleep enterprise. He said um I checked that last video. He said he said be careful. He flagged manual copyright strikes. I've never heard well, of that. Well, well, that's how they shut me down. So we right. already know that once they run out. Of information which they already have the next course of business is for them to go straight to the youtube police so you know we've never done that right. you know what i'm saying we just like to have you know a, a, a good conversation with the information so really what they want is they want to operate with impunity they want to be able to put out information publicly but don't want to get critiqued in the public you know what i'm saying like man this is not hard man you know ali bobby muhammad Put them together with uh, uh, San Cheetos, couple him with couple him with uh, Con Callaway, and you know, let's just let's sit down, let's uh, let's do this. You know what I'm saying we can do the we can do the six hour joint. Yes, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, the public I, challenge I, to them nuts. I don't have, I don't I have San y'all. Well, he's gonna he's gonna watch this. He's gonna watch it. He's gonna reach out to me. He's gonna get my number from. From one of them crazy dudes so he's gonna call me he's not he's not a wacko he's i mean he's not a wacko hey. in the sense of them dudes but you know what, what is he saying is it true or not know thyself broadcasting what did he what did he say is it true or not what did i say what's the statement before that because i, I can scroll up hold on what does he want to know is true i don't ever see that who said that true or not who said is what true or not you see it
Let me see. Where is he at? You see that? Damn. Uh, I don't see it. All right, bro. Respond again, bro. Yeah, the brothers asking me, was it true or not? Is what true or not? Oh, how how y'all aware of a company that have been shut down for the? I never said any companies were shut down for DNA fraud. I never said that. It's knowing thyself broadcasting, um, uh, Garfield. Oh, okay, knowing thyself broadcasting. You say, um, is it true or not? Like, come on, man. So let's do this though. So don't, why don't they realize yeah, um, um, on, that they're going to be fraudulent? Hold on, hold on a second. I got a caller holding on for a minute. Go ahead, caller. What's up, Jay? Good, good. Peace, good brother. Huh? What's going on, Black African Power? Good. I, I didn't even want to call because I'm, I'm going to ask a question. I want you to talk about this real quick, and I'm going to get off. I'm going to let everybody get off of it. Can you just talk about, since since, uh, since slavery wasn't real or slavery happened in reverse, can you talk about the different museums we can go to and to verify this? For example, the African American Museum in D.C. or the Slavery uh, Museum in Alexandria, Virginia, or for instance, the International Slavery Museum at Liverpool. Um, could you talk about those different places we can co go and verify these claims that Brother uh, Callaway is make making? All right, thank you, brother. Hell, you just did an excellent job. <laughs> yeah, he already gave us the answer, man. He's the back of so he, he know what it is. He know what's going on. But the point, the point is with Dan Callaway is saying that ninety eight percent of us are natives. Is saying only two percent of Africans came over. We got records. We got insurance. If you look at that book, The Other Slavery, it makes the case how they had to rectify because of taxes. They had to document so well. Because they, remember, slavery was, was legal at a point. Before 1807 and 1807 in Britain and 1808 in America, North America, slavery was legal. So to document how many slaves you had and so forth, you had to document it very well, especially for insurance purposes, especially for all those different things, the docking ports. You had to document how many slaves you carried. So listen, family, we did the numbers, and the numbers came out. We, they could do 125 trips for 350 years, 125 trips per year. You do the math for 350 years, how much you get. So these trips were, you could make, so much trips per year, it, 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 the numbers is there. You can't deny the slave trade. You cannot deny it. The, the facts, unless you're going to throw history out completely. Completely. You have to throw it out completely. Three, you do 350 years times 125 trips per year. You get over 43,000 trips. It is. It is. It, it can happen, family. It was a business. You're talking about from the 1400s, 1445, when the Portuguese started going to West Africa and getting slaves. This is documented. If you go from 1445 to, to, to like around 1845, let's do 400 years. You see how many slaves came. Do an average 125 trips per year. And these are cargo ships. And these are cargo ships that turned into slave ships that went back into being cargo ships. And then, you know, how salt water and, and wood goes. So you know what happened to those ships. But at the end of the day, before 1831, we couldn't take no pictures. Nobody was taking photographs. Or 1839. That's why they ain't got no picture in that Turner. Wink, wink. 
Mr. Callaway. That's why they got pictures of Dred Scott, because Dred Scott lived up until 1850-something. So he was after 1839. That's why they got pictures of Dred Scott and no pictures of Nat Turner. And they came from the same town. Trying to, trying to, trying to say that, oh, they didn't take no picture of him, so he never existed. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, these people are crazy. They're wicked. They want to deny everything. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, brothers. Bunch of ass kisses in the chat. Johnny is dope TV. Nah, I mean, you could, let me tell y'all something, man. Go commit a crime right now. Go commit a crime. And you see how, 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 how your DNA work out for you. All right? If you didn't commit the crime. Ask, ask Charlemagne the God why he got off from South Carolina. Why he got off. Go ahead, brother. you film. You're making a... Which you find a museum. You, 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 um, you, you're bucking up. Okay, for, for those who don't know, black analogy, for, for you don't know, my brother, the slave trade went to Europe first. That's the first place they took Africans from 1445 to Portuguese, right? Then they took over Congo and made Congo a Christian nation, okay? They took the Congo people back to um, Portugal, Lisbon, and then took them back and started implanting, Af um, what do you call it? Gerald Adkins, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. I am Freeman. What company is legit in your opinion? When the doctor takes your blood and they test it, is that company legit? Because that's white science, according to you guys. Do you trust that? I am Freeman. I'm talking directly to you. When you go and do your blood work, do you trust the company that does your blood work? Number is 1-800-518-2817. That landed in America 1526. The first slave to land in America that we know. His name was a he was a Moor actually, Esteban the Moor. No, I haven't, I haven't watched um Dane Calloway's um I haven't watched it. No. Well, they gotta explain the um the ancient Peru artifact showed them with straight here. Yeah. Go watch what? Um Dan Calloway's video on DNA. I ain't watching that shit. Garbage. Hey, okay, okay. Hold on. You gotta okay. I'm I'm on Otep Elbe. DNA is a scam, being their markers are not drawn from Lucy. Can you hear me, Garfield? Yeah, I could hear you now. This is a very good comment, Unc. I love this comment. And this is by one of them Bay guys. Okay. DNA is a scam, being their markers are not drawn. He's, he put draw from Lucia in America, which are the oldest bones in America. Now, I'm going to ask you this, beloved. I'm, in a, I'm, a, I'm on Hotep El Bay. Do you have the same DNA markers as Lucia? Because now you're bringing up something very important now. Yet they, use, they do use Lucia. And they do use the marker from Montana. And they have tons of people between five and 8,000 years old. So I'm asking you, does your DNA match Lucia? That's the question you need to ask. 
That's the question. That's the question, family. Yeah, nation noise. The only thing we could function on is what they found. We can't talk about what they don't find because we don't know what they what they don't find. We can't guess. They have a test on Luzia, brother, with the DNA where they test the crane, the skulls, and all that stuff. Luzia is all of them. All right, so she's a black mother goddess. So does your do, what DNA marker do you have? Because we know what her um DNA markers are. What's your DNA marker? You see, you see, I like what that bay guy says. He's he looks like somebody who's on the fence. He makes a lot of sense. He makes a I like that bay guy. He makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yeah, we only care about what was found officially. So there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I'm on OTEP. I love that. Respect for that, brother. Hold on one second. Let me get my brother in here. Hey, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. We're about to get off, but go ahead. Hey, this is uh, your brother Freeman. Hey, brother Freeman. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? I'm show you respect before I even say this. <laughs> this is just a disclaimer. But um, how can you say, how can you say, right, mm -hmm. that DNA companies, is fraud, but then say you need to take a DNA test? Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I said this the, the particular company, brother, in um hey, hold on a second. I'm on I'm on OTEP LB. I respect you, my brother. And please subscribe to the channel, family. It ain't about who like who, it's about the information and finding out the truth. There's nobody on YouTube that allows people to call in, even if they agree or disagree, and give them an opportunity to talk. All right, all right. It's not about blood type, my brother, it's about your genetic not your blood type but go ahead go ahead caller caller um i never said that DNA companies are fraud i never said that what i did say beloved is that that particular company is running a scam with the indigenous i was showing a parallel between dan Callaway, dan Callaway, and them that's what i was doing all right so i didn't say that they were fraud the dna company is fraud i was saying they're they're working with these Indian people that are that are that are saying everybody if they find one percent blood, one percent um, of your DNA is Indian or you're indigenous and all that stuff. They have the same thing going on in Canada that they got going on here. But let me take this call, brother, and thanks for the call. Hey Garfield, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, brother. I could hear you now. No, I'm just saying, could you hear me? I had I got I mean, you know, they always say, well, DNA, uh, the test used for um uh, forensics or ancestry or you know paternity is like so different they're just you know they're just uh, performing different you know different things with the tests on dna you know what i'm saying so yeah. it, it's simple when i so let me i want to give you this documentation hold on hold on before and, you say another um, look at this comment right here right tattooed african says australians amazonians and native americans all carry the y population gene do you i, I think that person needs to understand genetics more because i don't that 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 that, that doesn't make sense if you say the wide population gene what are you talking about everybody has um i'm like wh why would he even say that i don't get that i don't get that 
I really don't get that. But the brothers and sisters, listen to what Ong is going to say right now. But before Ong speaks, if you say DNA is fake, right? Now, remember, and you know, Nahisi gave me an article to study too on the whole Caps thing. I'm going to talk about it Thursday or next Sunday, but I'm going to get into the whole DNA. But go ahead, Ong. You, got, you say you wanted to touch on the article. Go ahead, brother. No, nah, I just want to show people that, you know, you're measuring certain mutations. You got paternity. Uh, you know, forensics use DNA differently. They all use DNA differently. So what, like, what, what do people be talking about? You know what I'm saying? What the hell are they be talking about? So I want, I this article, right, just talking about the difference between DNA and paternity testing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the information is there for y'all, man. Stop fighting against the truth with, with the lie, man. So the context in this paper is a difference and key differences. What is DNA testing? What is paternity testing? Similarities, similarities between DNA and paternity testing. Side-by-side -side comparisons, DNA versus paternity testing, okay? Uh, and then it's a summary. So, I mean, like, what, what is it? You know what I mean, let's see what the similarities between DNA and paternity testing. They got a side-by-side -side comparison. <laughs> it's too easy, man. So let's see. Uh, what is the difference? Hold on, we're gonna do it like this. Here, here, Garfield. Let's do it like this, man. Let's let's act like you know what I mean. Let's act like don't nobody know nothing. All right. Did you say you was gonna do a whole show on this? I'm gonna have um yeah. What's his name? Gonna do a whole show on DNA. Um, with y'all on Thursday night. But go ahead and talk though. I mean, I ain't gotta talk. Look, see, look, look. <laughs> we don't gotta talk. Can you see that, Garfield? Hold on, let me see if you share it. Let me see. Yeah, I could see that. Hold on. Let Wait, me... read that. Go. Hold on one second. Can everybody see that? Hold on. Let me get that here. Can everybody on YouTube see it? Hold on a second. Here. All right. What are the similarities between DNA and paternal testing? In both tests, DNA is analyzed by techniques such as agarose gel electrophoresis rflp and pcr they have a high accuracy rate both can be performed with e even a minute sample size both are rapid techniques both tests can be automated both are customized techniques to suit the request of the individual both can be performed on fetal blood samples mm -hmm. what is the difference between DNA and paternity testing. DNA testing is performed to analyze the DNA banding patterns of an individual to determine identity or mutations of a particular gene. Uh -huh. Paternity okay. testing is a type of DNA testing performed in order to determine the paternity and to ascertain the actual nature of the relationship. Stop. This is Stop. Read that again. <laughs> so when Con Calloway, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, uh, brother San Cheetos and Alibaba Muhammad come to trick you? This is your response. Go ahead, brother Garfield. Yeah, um, Sean Biggs, don't use that name in my chat, bro. Don't talk about no Osama bin Laden in here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> DNA versus paternity testing. DNA testing is performed to analyze the DNA banding patterns of an individual to determine identity or mutations of a particular gene. So hold on. So y'all got to look up where the DNA banding, banding patterns are, right, of individual to determine identity 
or mutations of a particular gene. They're looking for mutations. And people have similar mutations. But go ahead, Garfield. All right. Um, paternity. paternity testing is a type of DNA testing performed in order to determine the paternity and to ascertain the actual nature of the relationship. Finish. Uses. Usage. This is used for medical purposes, forensics, archaeological purposes, right? Okay. Um, pedigree analysis. Okay. Uh, paternity testing is a type of DNA testing. I mean, uh, and uses. This is used to determine the father, right, of the child. So there you go, man. You got two types of testing, both performed on DNA. Cut it the hell out. So I'm going to give you this so the listening audience can have this, Garfield. Yep. Feel me? And they literally would have to respond. Let me see. I'm going to give it to Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, get at the get at the golf field. Well, somebody got to post that in the... I don't think I can post it. Oh, you sending it to the Facebook? Not sending it in your thing. Yeah, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. You, you can put it in there so they can read it and see how crazy it is when they, yep. when they make their crazy statements. Ignorance permeates through the, through the atmosphere. <laughs> you think we stupid? Still. Nobody <laughs> think y'all stupid. I just think y'all don't read like y'all leaders can't read the box. Hey, Infamous, why don't you call in, Infamous? Call in right now, 1-800-518-2817, 1-800-518-2817. That's all, my brother. Call in, voice your opinions, say what you got to say, do what you got to do, brother. That's all. Oh, Sean going to have to put it up. I'm not a moderator. All right, hold on. Let me take this phone call right here. Um, all right, caller, you're live. What's your name and where you're calling from? Atkins, Joe Atkins Jr. in the chat from uh, Portland, Oregon. All right. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just called in. Uh, I've been in the conscious community for a while. I mostly stay quiet. I try to, uh, my, my only thing is to try to learn. You know, I think I'm an educated person. I used to tutor when I was in high school, uh, scientific literacy, math, et cetera, like that, um, as well as in college. So, um, uh, my, my whole point in being in the conscious community is to try to take off some of the, the chains that people have on their brains when it comes to religion. Um, and I think that these these types of conversations, uh, Aboriginal, Flat Earth, they all lead us back in that direction. So I, I see it like happening in the chat, like people asking questions that make no sense. And I think one of the issues that we're having is that people have started from being children, learning the wrong way or not understanding. And that's the issue that I saw as a 17-year-old boy tutoring kids that were older than me, supposed to have been graduating already. And I'm like, well, you, you don't have problems with this. You can go outside on the corner and understand math when it comes to drugs. You can understand science when it comes to certain other things, but you can't understand this. And it's only because people haven't put it like in front of them and in a helping way. And I think that's the most of the issue with the adults I see in here that are not, you know, understanding what, where we are in science. But uh, that's just to keep it short. Um, I do thank you guys for continuing to put things out, um, challenging these uh, these claims. I actually shared.
Dan Calloway's first videos uh, a while ago when he first popped up on the scene. I had no idea <laughs> what he was really talking about until you guys really started going at him. I'm like, looking at his website, I'm just here to make you think. But he's got merchandise on there, and he should change it to, I'm just here to make money. Because that's what these guys usually do. Uh, I was here when, um, in the concert community when, uh, what's his name, Young Pharaoh and Seti went off their rocker talking about things. And I think we just got this issue in the conscious community where we can't recognize we being hustled by our own people because we want so badly to be away from that white supremacy. And I'm in it every day. You know, we in, we work, we go to school, you know, we out and about and we see this stuff and, you know, it makes us crazy. Like, because people think that I'm crazy as a black man when I say that, yes, there are indeed white people that are holding me back, you know, not to deem them because not all white people are evil, but there is a system set in place to keep us down that we have been lied to. But like I say all the time, a well-organized lie defeats a disorganized lie. So you got to organize the truth. And so when people say, like, what is we doing? What's the end game? There is no end game. It's, it's life. You know, this is going to continue. After this is done, we all going to die. And then our kids is going to care. Period on. We don't know what earth, we don't know what life they're going to have. But the point is, is we got to leave them with something, something that they can live on with. And the main thing that we need to get for them is food, clothing, and shelter, and how to protect that food, clothing, and shelter. All right. Peace, brother. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. See, somebody's been listening. Hey, to to the people that support my brother Sanchez, Sanchez talks and jokes all the time, family. Stop acting so sensitive. How did we shit on Sanchez today? All we did was show the error in what the brother was laughing and making noise about. We're too sensitive, man. Come on, family. Ain't nobody hey. going at Sanchez like that. Oh, I'm going at him. God killer going at him. Let's get that straight. I'm going at him. I'm going at him the same way he went at me. So we yeah. we 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 all right. He can handle it. Yep. Just refute, hey. refute the facts that you ain't read the box. See, why exactly. don't you deal with that in the chat? Why didn't he mm -hmm. read the damn box? How about that? Deal with that. Tell you live. What's your name? Where you calling from? Oh uh, yeah, my name Corey, bro. What's up? What you guys here? What's, what's up, up, my brother? What's up, family? Uh, I just wanted to say, man. You know, I I, I think uh, like your brother, uh, your brother Ali Muhammad, and, and and brothers like him. This brother, he can read and he can comprehend what he's reading. People that can read and comprehend what they read automatically can understand science and, and, and the, the, the theory of evolution and natural selection and all that kind of stuff. It just takes a simple read. This is how I know they lying and they stealing from the community. Flat out. I mean, y'all ain't saying they playing. These just kind artists, dude. I mean, you just got to be real with it, man. How you feel about that, Brother Garfield? Hey, you're on point, brother. I ain't got nothing else to say about I mean, them dudes. That's, that's, that's just, I mean, he's straight up playing. I mean, if anybody, like, my brother just read the paper about the DNA. I mean, it's no arguing about and the that. Dude Peter Pan, Peter Pan, and the dude Peter Pan-African is arguing whether it's about DNA testing and paternity tests related to ancestry testing. I'm like, what? wow, what were you watching? It, it don't make no sense. He already Don't made up feel. his... It's cool. Yeah, I just bro. put another article in the in the chat. Hey Cheryl, put that in the chat real fast. 
It's a good audible. Well, sure you got to make me a moderator because I can't put it in the chat. Right, no, I'll put it in your thing. It's a forensic fraternity and ancestral DNA testing. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Uh, hey, Cheryl, make a comment and I make your moderator right away. Did Cheryl put that in there for the people? No, I'm a, I'm a let her um make a um I'm a let her make a um a comment. All right, good. So let me make her a moderator right now. Add moderator. Cheryl Stevens is not moderator. Uh oh, watch out. <laughs> you see this? Look at my brother, Amonotep Elbe. If you want to become a Native American, I can make that happen for you. Hit me up. Bro, I can't do that, bro. I can't have that in my chat, man. He said, What? If somebody want to become a Native American, hit me up. <laughs> Hey man, you can become whatever you want to be, man. Hey Garfield, you see this, bro? Hold on. We don't want to make right. no. We want to make sure everything is always on point, bro. Can Can you see this, bro? Darius Matthews, that is the dumbest question I've seen all day. Dumbest question. You see that, Garfield? Genetics.edu.au publications. In summary. DNA testing for forensic paternity and ancestry looks for small differences and similarities between individuals in their DNA. Uh -huh. DNA printing can be used to estimate the chance that two samples are from the same person. Okay. In consent from both parents, quality control of the test and availability of counseling are important for paternity testing. Ancestry testing looks for clues about where ancestors might come from and relationships in families there you go so don't say nothing to me about dna about con callaway until y'all read this paper right here do not be ignorant ignorance is the continuing approval of misinformation after being shown the truth about the real information there you go Mm -hmm. Easy work. It's easy work around here, man. Y'all should ask yourself, why they why is that so easy to combat them? And the, the question, real question is, why you thought that those particular individuals were smart? The reason you thought they were smart because of your level of ignorance on the subject matter. It doesn't mean you're a bad dad. It doesn't mean you're dumb. It means you're not educated on the subjects we're talking about. That's what it means. So, like, if you don't understand uh, uh, critique and text, right, biblical text and the actual study of it, and there's different levels of that, right, then and you come fighting us with foolery, right, you're fighting from position of ignorance. If you don't understand evolution, biological evolution, right, you'll start fighting me when I'm saying uh, evolution, understanding biological evolution is, is, is a must for our community moving forward. You feeling me? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Let me see if y'all got any more questions. I'm about to close this out in a few minutes. Anybody else want to call in? Peter Pan African. Bro, you still don't understand at all, man. Do you Damn. want to show them what I posted in the back? Hey, hey, um, Sean, you could post it. Post it and share it. Hey, family, after this, we got the Masi Warrior Clan live. What are you talking about, Sean? Uh, we're going over the Galide Festival. 
uh, most people don't know what it is or why is it or why uh, why it's practiced and, and um, the reasons for it. So we're going to get into it, man. It's going to be a it's going to be a little riot. But it's very informative and it's got some jewels in there for people, especially these lost people. Um, but people who actually would love to know more about Africa and uh, indigenous cultural practices and stuff of that nature. We're going to get into that. All right, cool. Carly, you live. Go ahead, my brother. Yes, it's I just want to pick up Ankh in person. Ankh, Ankh. I wish it was you the other night. Respect Ankh. I know that you deal with him. Jamal sense around too much. He's killed and we know that, but sometimes I don't just need to put punches in the mouth. And you draw by the punches in the mouth. I know that. No, I ain't going Later, bro. <laughs> he said sometimes he's playing around. Sometimes you need to punch him in the mouth. You know, he's talking about dealing with Ali Muhammad. You know? Oh, uh, nah, man. I'm I'm a teacher, man. I ain't fighting. I'm retired. My hands are retired. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I, I didn't lay these hands up on enough faces. Trust me with that. Right? <laughs> and I ain't just talking. You know what I'm saying? I was excellent street fighter. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm not, you know, we're not fighting anymore. We're not shooting anymore. We shooting these daggers. You know what I'm saying? We shooting this scholarship. You feel me? Yep. That's what we doing, man. These families were formed, right, out of the love, right, and the hate of misinformation. Formed out of the love for the people and the hate of misinformation. You know what I mean? That's why we do it. Feel me with that. So check this out. Do me a favor, y'all. We got like 400 people in the room, man. Go to uh, uh, Amaral Squad TV and go ahead and subscribe. Make sure y'all do that for me. All right. Also, go to the Real Black Atheist on Fire and subscribe. Right. We just starting to get our mojo back. YouTube. Y'all yeah, yeah, want to yeah. see us on the regular? You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all subscribe. Also, go to the abjuware.com site and support. You know what I mean, also, uh, we'll be having these live classes uh, at the bookstore. Okay, the Black Dot Cultural Center in Lithonia, Georgia. Uh, 6984 Main Street, Lithonia, Georgia, 30059. So do those things for me. Subscribe to the Amaral Squad TV and subscribe to the Real Black Atheist on Fire. And come on out to the cultural classes at the Black Dot Bookstore. There is, we, we, we're living in a no-pseudo zone. The families coined that term, you know what I'm saying? And now people try to use it against us. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. the way we picking up. I love it. For real. I love yeah, it. Look the website right here, Abdul Weir family. So what he has done is he's in a community, been teaching for years, and now he is pushing economic empowerment. Right, look at all this stuff that he got right here for sale. All right, go check out the website, Abjuwears, A B D J U W E A R.com. All right, and tomorrow morning I'll be on at 8 30 a.m. The morning money show. We're going to talk a lot about different things. I'm, I'm going to go in on Dan Calloway tomorrow, man. That's going to be day five. Day five or day six. Well, today's day five. Day six is tomorrow. I told y'all I'm doing 50 days of Calloway. Y'all think I'm playing? 50 days of Calloway. And I'm going to talk about everything he says and why it's wrong and it's crazy. 
Show me the slave trade in reverse. Garfield. Y'all crazy for the go ahead, bro. I just wanted to bag up that um that book that you were saying earlier about about the amount of people um that were being uh kidnapped and brought over to the Americas. Um and the number of voyages because you threw the number out there. So in the back chat, I actually posted a picture um, of the appendix and the actual source uh, that was used. But uh, the country, Portugal, um, made over 30,000 voyages, transported over 4.6 million Africans. Spain, 4,000 voyages, 1.6 million Africans. France, 4,200 voyages, 1.25 million Africans. Holland, Half a million slaves were uh, kidnapped and 2,000 voyages. Britain, 12,000 voyages, 2.6 million uh, kidnapped. Britain, North America, 1,500 voyages, 300,000. Denmark, 250 voyages, 50,000. There are some others that made 250 voyages and they had uh, transported over 50,000. Uh, you said it was 40 something. This calculates at 54,200 uh, voyages. And then uh, it says over 11 million or so that were transported, but it does not include the deceased of those that did not make it. Oh, okay. Hey, um, hey Garfield. Yeah, bro. Yeah, make sure people go over and subscribe uh, to the Marcy Warrior. Yeah, right after this, family, we're going right to Masi Warrior Clan because they got a presentation about to go live. They're just mm -hmm. waiting for us to finish. So we got four more minutes. Four one, more minutes. One more second, Garfield, real quick. I want to put this up so y'all can see with the real black atheists. Can you see, see my screen? No, not yet. Uh-uh. See it yet? Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah, so I got 106 subscribers. I should at least have another 400 more. All right. There you go. Mm -hmm. This is how you write it. Real black, atheist, capital letter, capital letter. The atheist is a small letter because that's not the most important part of it. Then on fire. All right. Make sure y'all subscribe to that channel. We, you know, I'm be going hard on there. I'm do regular shows. I'm going all the way in, yo. It don't matter to me. So it's right here. Right. That's it. Subscribe. All right, go ahead, Garfield. You were saying. All right, cool. Um, yeah, we're gonna deal with the um, the, um, Masi Warrior Clan. They're gonna be on in a minute, and um, we're gonna go over there. So, if there's no more callers, man, we out of here, family. You know, it's peace and love. We enjoy the people for supporting us, and we're gonna we're gonna talk some more about some information that Dan Calloway is putting out. We're gonna stay on that. Stay on the information. That's all. It ain't personal. It's just information we feel is incorrect and the evidence proves it's incorrect. And to say the slave trade never happened, that Turner didn't exist. All these stupid things, man. We had to rest, family. And what I'm upset about is that the people who support him are not, are not, what you call it, um, telling, it telling him that it's wrong. Nobody's on his side listening to him. Talking about how Columbus was on the Mississippi River and the Mississippi River is the Nile and all this craziness. 
Come on, family. We gotta we gotta cut these people out, man. Cut them, cut them while they're here so that people know they can't come into the community and just make stuff up anytime they want. Let me get this last caller. I don't know if I want to take this last caller. Where you get that call? Go ahead, caller. You live. Go ahead, caller. You live on the air. Hey, what's up, Garfield? I just uh hey, big deal to architect. Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Who's speaking? My name's Say Stavo from uh Dayton, Ohio. I got you. I got you. Go ahead, brother. I've been. I watched a few of them Sanchez things, and I'm just like, it's amazing these motherfuckers' leadership. I'm not a a scholar or nothing. I'm a Hey, support us, brother. Make sure you subscribe to all the channels, Dagger Squad, Masi Warrior Clan, Real Black Atheists, and um, what's the other one? Amara Squad TV. You got to get all the channels, brother. I get all that. My, uh, okay, Darius Matthews. 12 million people did not come to America, the United States. The majority went to Brazil. Which is extremely close to West Africa compared to here to America. All right. Um, yes, my brother. Thanks for the phone call, man. Thanks for the love. I Thanks, appreciate brother. the call, brother. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, he hung up. All right, cool. All right, family. When are you going to destroy Yvette, Yvette Carnell? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to get an interview with her. If she refused, then I'm gonna just go in on her because she's just a wait. Yo, I just want to beat the hell out of her. Look out for the um August twenty third. I got the, the New Testament scholar, Richard Carrier, coming on. He wrote the book about Jesus not existing and all that stuff. And then um, he has a lot of books out. And I'm working on Russell Merkin, who's one of the guys that influenced me the most right now. He We just contacted each other through Facebook and phone. Um, please put a current curriculum together for us to study. I got to finish my book first, man. My book got to be finished. But you abos just made my book more exciting. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Just stay away from the supernatural. You ain't writing no book. Yeah, all right. My book's almost done. The Hebrew stuff is boring now because ain't nobody talking about no damn Hebrew. Yeah, stay away from the stu uh, from the supernatural. Stay all in right, the no problem. <laughs> Garfield. That's right. I'm staying Garfield. my ass away. Yes, sir. Make sure you cite them sources right in that book, man. Don't believe yeah, nobody else, man. Yep, yep, out, yep. man. <laughs> so you know they gonna be like, oh, Garfield, you gonna see uh, you gonna see Mr. Illinoisan you know, making videos and calling, calling uh, bars and nobles. <laughs> Mr. Illinoisan, do that, but go and get all of Unk sources. That's what he gonna do. Who <laughs> oh, Garfield? Yeah, oh. he's gonna get your sources. Unk. Just give me credit. Just give me credit, Garfield. That's all I ask. Give me credit. Just give me credit, man. Give me credit. That's all I ask, man. Just give me some credit, man. Some credit, man. Nah, I ain't give you credit, man. I ain't give you no credit. Hey, y'all. I'm going to be, you know, your Garfield and Unk got beef over, over two articles that sourced. <laughs> we fighting over two articles. <laughs> I got it from you. No, I didn't. <laughs> got it from you. Uh, Last year. You remember that? What's wrong with you, Garfield? Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, when I did my um my Zion Lex thing on on Sonetta, most of the, the the um the 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 stuff before twenty thousand years ago was from Unk. Unk let me know about the um the fifteen thousand year old site in Sudan. I got that from you when you went on Sonetta. I got that from um you when you talk about the 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 sorghum stuff in Nubia. 
I got that from you. The bread stuff, I got that from you. All that so, stuff. They know so I got let, that. Us, let us understand this. Is it your book or unk book? Because now I'm confused. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. <laughs> if you get all the sources from unk, I think it's his book. About, <laughs> nah, that ain't true. By the way, by the way, it's not unk source either. It's just unk presented that information. It ain't his Fact. source because he ain't go out there and dig up no damn dirt. Shit. <laughs> because you know these dudes be reading books and like, oh, you ain't read this book, so you can't talk about it. You know how they act on <laughs> you ain't digging the ground. Hold on, you ain't you, you ain't break down the molecules, so you can't you ain't yep. a scientist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, man. No, by the way, you got something on the um the wormy and bones. The what? So this Israelite trying to use the Wormian bones in the um the six hundred skulls that they found in Judea, the Tel Duir site, D U W E I R site. They had Wormian bones. He trying to say those Israelites, Israelites alone had Wormian bones, and that's in the in the, in the indigenous um Eskimos. They got the Wormian bones, so that's why they Jews and they trying to connect them to African Americans having Wormian bones and. Saying that's why they're Hebrew Israelites. So they're trying to get that in there, which is crazy because they don't know. I don't know if people know what a Wormian bones is. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Crazy. Crazy out there. But I'm going to cut the show off, family. And um, thank you guys for watching. It's been a pleasure. Sister Mo, you got anything to add since you you're trying to act like you're on the whole time? So what's up? Where's she at? She hiding. I hope she ain't driving. Where are me? All right. Let me, yeah, let me cut off the broadcast.